0: look at this monkey move the mouse on the screen look look at it go we're dangerous (laughs) the world is getting crazier people are acting more and more insane the end of the world is tomorrow 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 Tomorrow. there's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart listen to basil and as they discuss this week's news and
1: events through the lens of bible prophecy you are listening to canary cry news talk You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is August 26th, in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is episode 235, and today, mortal head wound was healed. And you know me, I'm your best buddy, Basil.
0: And this is Gons. Welcome back to another podcast episode where we broadcast live on multiple streams, including... The YT's, you know, the YouTube's, oh wow, and also the uh, the Twitch and the Facebook and D Live as well. We got the one viewer on D Live right. right now, so. What up, D-Live guy?
1: all over the place. We are uh, trying our best. We've kind of got to do some experimentations. We'll see if the connection is a little bit better out there for our live viewers. But those of you who subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, you're getting such a clean feed right now. You're so excited, and we're excited for you, but... Uh, We're back. Gons, we uh, missed Monday's show for some unforeseen reasons. Was not planning on missing that show, but uh, had some things come up that uh, made it literally impossible to do the show. So we appreciate everybody's patience and forgiveness for that. But we are back, baby. And we are back on time, back on the air. Um, Gons, did you do something on Monday?
0: Yeah, I published a couple videos. I did a, a, a clip from, I think it was episode 233, where we discovered that they're auctioning off an abortion. Oh my god. So uh, just made a little clip of that.
1: Oh, the uh, satanic uh, temple. The satanic temple,
0: yeah. yeah. And uh, also did a little, uh, little mini research video on Moderna, mm-hmm. the company that's uh, doing the mRNA vaccines. And the more I look into it, the more I'm like, uh-uh. Don't touch it. It is uh, (laughs) very troubling. and It's not, well, it's it's not just the unknown, but it's this idea that uh, there's, you know, they're they're giving billions of dollars and making deals for millions of vaccines for a technology that, again, you don't have to be like a fringe conspiracy guy to even look at this and be like, yeah, this isn't good because (laughs) you got big pharma, Moving away from the research and technology because of the problems it causes, uh, you know, in, in trials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the CEO, who's listed on over a hundred patents by Moderna, is not a scientist. You know, oh, he's right. he's uh, he's just a, a a marketer basically. Right. You know, they've done a really good job raising a lot of money, but they've haven't really had any kind of product to show for it. But hey, we're gonna solve the Ronas with this new tech its just really troubling the way uh, the guy who founded the company left because of the unethical decision-making that was happening at the company. So, I don't know. You you don't even need to. Yeah. You don't even need to be all conspiratorial to be like, yeah, I don't know why they're pushing this hard, you know, with other uh, the EU, the U S operation warp speed, the whole deal. It's kind of, Trouble uh, speed.
1: Well, great. Everybody listening, make sure to head to the uh, Face Like the Sun YouTube channel and check out that video. Sounds like you got a lot of good stuff in there, Gons. I want to thank Jim in the Canary Cry community on Facebook for uh, sharing with me a video of a cat uh, on a pirate ship on top of a Roomba. It uh, made my day. So thank you very much, Jim. Um, very meta. Yes, very. <laughs> Very meta. And if you want to see that great video, uh, go to Canary Cry Community on Facebook. Remember, you got to answer some questions. Have you listened to the podcast? Where do you hear about the community? You got to answer those or else you won't make it in. But um, anything else, Gons? Do we need to go? I I see you've made some notes here. In our notes, you've got Gons getting old. Tell me a, yeah, tell me I, about that. I, I tweeted this out last night, but I
0: had a moment last night that I've never had before. And it was a little frightening mm-hmm. because I was sitting there thinking and uh, I was thinking, oh man, you know, it really, really sucks to be 38 years old. And then I realized I'm not 38 yet. Ooh. I have a few more months before I turn 38. It was the first time in my life where I'm like, whoa, I don't know what, how old I am. And I had to like <laughs> think about it and do math yeah. to figure out exactly how old I was. And, uh, yeah, I asked the people that, uh, that are out there older than I am, if this was a feature or a bug of getting old, <laughs> because uh, on one hand, you know, if you can't remember then, Hey, you know, just live life moment to <laughs> moment, right. but then also, uh, not good that you can't even rem- remember how old you oh are. My just, I've never had that happen before. It's like, I'm looking Brain's into my getting, own future. Uh, I know. Yeah. It'll happen to <laughs> you. And I, I, I hope it happens on air. Okie dokie. Well, Basil is 56, everybody. <laughs> Little did you know. The secret's out. Yep. Or 16. Okie dokie.
1: Well, should we get into it here? What do you think? Yep. Let's do okay, it. Okay. Let's start out with the flippy update. Flippy update. Do you want prize with that? Okie dokie, for those who don't know Flippy is the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are uh, taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use Flippy as a conversation uh, exploring all the ways that robotics and artificial intelligence are sneaking their way into our lives, and what does that mean for the rest of us? Um, So today, Guns, you know, it's a very special category of Flippy when we talk about uh, flippy in sports obviously sports taken a hit in a lot of different ways recently with the ronas and the lockdowns and the the new normal we'll never know if uh, live sports will ever be the same but uh, i've got a little story here for you tennis players we got tennis.com and uh, the article is titled if hawkeye live works in nyc prepare for tennis to use it everywhere hawkeye the article <laughs> reads: If you're a tennis fan who also happens to be a technophobe, i.e., you hear uh, you fear that robots will soon be running our lives, the next few weeks might be tough for you. In the eternal battle between man and machine, the machines are on the verge of claiming a major, long-awaited victory. I'm telling you, guns, I think a lot more. Uh, Uh, mainstream outlets listen to this show because they're all on board now they know that flippy's coming for them um yeah The article continues, starting this past Saturday, the Western and Southern Open became the first dual gender tour event to replace line judges with an electronic line calling system. Next week, the U.S. Open will become the first Grand Slam tournament to do the same. Hawkeye Live is the name of the technology, and as the name suggests, it was created by the same company that brought electronic replays to the sport and largely killed... The Tennis Tantrum Forever in 2006. Over the last three years, Hawkeye Live has been used by World Team Tennis and the ATP's Next Gen Finals in Milan, but it took the pandemic to bring it to Broadway. The USTA needed to reduce the number of people inside its bubble at Flushing Meadows, and electronic line calling was one brutally quick way to do it. Only during the US Open, and only in Arthur Ashe Stadium in St. Saint- uh, and and lewis armstrong stadium will either tournament employ real life lines people by then many may wonder if they're still necessary that's right watch out tennis referees flippy's coming for you um i'm gonna skip down to this uh one particularly disturbing paragraph Orally, that means, uh, you know, the things you can hear, though, there's a hardly any difference at all. Instead of emitting the expected beep when a player makes an error, the system issues a human-sounding out call. From what I've heard so far, most, but not all, of the simulated voices have been male Come on, come on. <laughs> Sexist robots. Sexist robots. They're uh, they're loud enough to be heard, but they don't pierce the air the way a human voice does. It's like we're all being watched over by an invisible, all-seeing godlike line judge so there you go <laughs> the ai god has uh, been born and you know we all thought it would happen by uh you know through google and facebook and the uh, coronavirus uh, surveillance but no tennis is the portal with which the artificially intelligent god makes his way into the world well this
0: is already happening in many ways too the like the auditory robot machine type thing I don't know if you have this in your town, Basil, but where I'm at, a lot of the crosswalks have this voice activated. Yes, very stern, wait.
1: very stern wait. man telling you when to cross. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. I do. I'm,
0: I wonder how much that guy made wait. that did that audio, Pro- you know, probably like, not hey, give as much
1: as we would give hope. us a
0: hundred weights. We'll pick one and uh, <laughs> royalty, right? No, it's probably a one time. Yeah. pay.
1: That would really be anyway. triggering, I think, in his, his whole life. If He has kids, you know, suddenly their dad is screaming at them from the crosswalk to wait. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Flippy's coming into tennis. Yep. Now, see, we already uh, replaced the referees with robots. Now we just need to put Flippy on a little pedestal uh, in the tennis, what do you call it? A tennis court? And just have yep, the robots play tennis. Why do we even need humans?
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, they usually shake hands with the referee guy there, too, but none of that is necessary. <laughs> All right.
1: All right, well, let's uh, get into some updates here. Yeah, we got a few updates to get through here. This to give you a brief By the end of this timely you will be updated. Was, kill
0: Quick update on the Ghislaine Maxwell story that we've been tracking. This is uh, a newyorkpost.com headline judge says jails 24 seven surveillance of Ghislaine Maxwell justified. And uh, a few weeks ago they were uh, complaining uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and her legal team was complaining that, Hey, they're, they're uh, unfairly treating her in this prison or this, uh, detention center. But uh, apparently federal judge says, Nope, that's okay. Let them treat her. You know, more, I guess, onerous under onerous conditions is the way they put it there. So uh, just a quick update on that one, because, you know, we're just keeping track. Uh, so unless they uh, maybe they know about the body double switch out or whatever, and they're just trying to prevent it from happening. And uh, or this is just one big ruse and it already happened. She's already dead. Basil. Did I lose Basil again? Oh, no. I'm back. Okay, so I, I turned off your channel on audition. Okay. Uh, to see if that'll help because I think a lot of the audio, too much audio recording taking place. Oh, I know, you know we what? have I did the
1: wrong one. We have conflicting ideas about the problem here, but we're tracking it down, folks. But yeah, I uh, don't worry. I tuned into the live stream, and uh, there I th- I think this judge has a has a point. 24 sale for 24 seven surveillance of Ghislaine Maxwell is justified. And I think anybody yep. saying otherwise uh, is very suspicious. <laughs> it's part of the deep state plan agenda. Something,
0: something like that. All right, moving on here. 33, 33 is the number of completion of the great war. Lots of 33 happening. Biospace.com case report. 33 year old man caught COVID-19 twice.
1: Got Whoa, it twice. Twice. Oh, what does this here, mean? Although, yeah,
0: although there have been unverified reports of people getting repeat cases of COVID-19, there have been significant question uh, questions as to their reliability. Now, a case report out of Hong Kong cites a 33-year-old man treated in March at a hospital for COVID-19 who tested positive at the Hong Kong airport on August 15th. He was returning from Europe. He has no symptoms this time. Um, yeah so 33 there you go why 33 I don't know did he, did he age up between March <laughs> and uh, August apparently not That's possible. apparently his birthday well I, I don't know I mean maybe he was yeah they would I don't know anyway there's one 33 update we got another one too which is even more crazy 33, 33 is the number of completion of the great war did, did you, were you going to say something no okay. uh, this is wavy.com 33 inmates at Williamsburg Jail test positive for COVID 19. Ooh, watch out, inmates.
1: Pretty,
0: pretty convenient number.
1: Where's uh, Williamsburg?
0: Williamsburg? Sounds like Virginia. an East Coast thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's Virginia. Uh, officials at the Virginia Peninsula Regional Jail in Williamsburg say a recent round of testing has revealed 33 inmates in one housing unit are positive for COVID 19. Why not 34? Uh, Uh, why not 32?
1: I don't know. Oh, man.
0: Yep. Got to be 33. All right.
1: And for those who don't know, if this is your first time tuning in, we'd like to track 33s popping up in the news because uh, 33 is a well-known messaging number, a very important number in uh, a lot of the mystery schools. And as far, if you believe in the Illuminati or Freemasons, uh, you know, trying to rule the world type of situation it's it's an elite messaging number so when it shows up uh strangely in strange places and often uh, there's some sort of messaging going on uh, unfortunately god's you or i are not in the illuminati so we don't know exactly what the message is <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> but uh but there you go we we just like to point out when it shows up something's happening
0: have you ever been recruited by them
1: um if i told you i'd have to kill you oh okay all
0: right well you've done better than i have i've I've never gotten the the letter letter yeah. of intent you know or yeah like,
1: like an, a, when the owl shows up uh and <laughs> drops the letter off of at day. your house yeah. <laughs> yeah uh you know
0: someone who was recruited is carl Tykrib. you should go listen to the uh the early uh, first interview with carl Tykrib. he talks about that
1: i did not know that they tried to recruit him you don't remember the conversation we
0: had with Carl the first time he was on?
1: You mean like the one eight years ago? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay.
0: I don't remember my age. You don't remember <laughs> podcast episodes we've done. Uh, there is one more quick 33 update that I didn't include uh, in the notes here, but I'll just read the headline. Qualcomm, mm-hmm. you know, the big uh, company Qualcomm begins small business accelerator program with 33 businesses. Ooh. Ooh, okay, okay, sounds not good.
1: Not 32, not 34,
0: but 33. Gotta have the 33. That's the magic number. Magic number. All right, and then a couple uh, a couple if mask updates. Alone. If you're working alone, wear a mask. Wear a mask is not for you. It's to
1: protect, the people, protect the people you care about.
0: PRnewswire.com. Men who wear a face mask are sexier, according to U.S. women. <laughs>
1: did, you, did you
0: know this, Basil?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not Euph- know this.
0: If you, uh, if you're having trouble with the ladies, wear a mask. Apparently,
1: wow. <laughs> Yeah. Is it sexier because then you can't see their, uh, you know, their teeth yellowing or their, their <laughs> shaggy beard or something. I have no clue. It's, but this, it's uh, a, it creates an air of mystery. Yeah. <laughs> apparently.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- this study though is really just kind of nonsense. It was a 500 person survey, uh, Public health and sex experts recommend face covering as a new guideline for partnered sex. And according to the 500-person survey, Mm -hmm. the sentiment may be catching on among women too. So there you go. And and you know the the company that uh, that did this survey, we won't get into it, but uh, not the most wholesome uh,
1: company there. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is that this is uh, a a piece of nice little effective piece of propaganda. Uh, oh, yeah. We already know that the numbers show that men are more likely to not wear a mask. And so, of course, in order to inspire obedience, you, you know, you got to you got to give them an incentive. Well, <laughs> The incentive well, you gotta, being you'll f- the women will finally think you're sexy if you wear a mask. <laughs> well, that
0: and uh, apparently all the people here are part of the whole eyes wide shut parties, you know, because all those people (laughs) are wearing masks. I mean? Yeah, good connection. They're they're just initiating everybody to be part of the club. Yeah, so listen Uh, up,
1: fellas. Obey, obey. It's the only way to find a mate. Obey, obey. It's the only way. (laughs)
0: Uh, But, you know, there may be another reason why to wear masks, because uh, there's another headline here. If
1: you're working alone, wear a mask. mask. The mask's not for you. It's to protect the the people you care about. Mm -hmm.
0: DistrictHerald.com breaking. This breaking news battle. Oh, this is the wrong headline. This, this is totally the wrong story. What happened to my story about?
1: Okay, hold on. They're, they're moving it around on you again, man.
0: I know. Uh, hold on. Let me find That's it. what I happens. Move it.
1: They see it in our, uh, <laughs> our notes doc here, and they're like, uh-oh, we can't have them talking about this on the show. Yeah. We need to change it <laughs> I around. Thought it was,
0: I thought it would be funny if it was breaking, but it's not breaking. This is Wired.com, How to Prevent and Treat Face Mask Knee. You know what maskne is?
1: You know, I had heard this term getting thrown around, and uh, I mean, I get, I can guess what it is, but why don't you tell me what the experts say? Just in case
0: you needed more to worry about, mask-related acne is also breaking out nationwide. Ooh, clever. Mm. Here's what's causing it and how to get it under control. Oh my gosh. Is it and, don't wear uh, a mask? It's, <laughs> it's funny <laughs> because uh, <laughs> there's a line in here in the article. I'll scroll to it here. Uh, it's mostly related to women, you know, not wearing makeup and stuff like that. We cannot state this enough. You should continue wearing a mask while in public, but if you don't have to be in public, stay home and let your skin breathe. So there you go. That's how they keep you at it's home. It's literally you know, don't
1: old, wear a mask. is the you way get, to get don't rid wear of a mask,
0: mask and stay home. Or if you're going to go out, I guess you have to still wear a mask, Oh my god! Uh, but you can invest in a few masks. You can switch out and wash frequently. Uh, uh, just duh if you're i mean i don't know you're just gonna uh, anyway if you typically wear makeup avoid putting it in areas the mask is covering uh that's an interesting one too you know no rosy cheeks for you ladies it's just uh some yeah, eye
1: save 50 uh, percent on makeup every year
0: <laughs> no lipstick yeah just none of that you know you
1: just have your Wash. mask and you have your mascara and that's Ooh. all you need
0: the mascara. Gotcha. Leap mascara. Uh, wash your face before putting on a mask and after taking it off.
1: Yep. Yep. Very and good. submit your soul to the Antichrist <laughs> and everything will be fine. You know, and
0: th- what's funny is this story is really more of um, uh, a, an ad, like a placement ad on all these products. Now a few products you can try and I'm sure these products are stoked.
1: Oh yeah, some paid advertisements delisted.
0: there. Yeah, paid advertisements to um, oh and and this one too. Uh facial toners. The there's a a heritage store rosewater facial toner Mr. Oh, Bath rosewater they got
1: me. Yeah, that's got you. That's some good branding. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. But
0: uh there you go. Those okay. are our quick updates good and, good updates. Um, yeah, just got to get through them because keep you all informed and and 33 and stuff. That's
1: what we do here. Okay, guns. Well, let's get into our first story, and uh, everybody's talking about it. We're talking about some race wars. The race wars. Race wars. Race war. I've
0: warned you, and warned you, and warned you.
1: All right. So this was this was a, a difficult. This is a difficult situation because there's so many different obviously every outlet is reporting this and so trying to find one that isn't so blatant i mean it's not as fun to try to analyze a, a mainstream news story that you know i mean if you read through a cnn thing and it's you know it's all black lives matter cops are evil etc cetera, etc cetera, and then there's you know you get in too far right uh, on some sort of outlet then it's just uh, you know all about uh Uh, antifa terrorists but let's hear let's try to find one a little bit more in the middle we're going to try this newsweek article newsweek.com the article is titled kenosha shooting leaves two dead one injured during jacob blake protests so I want to we're going to try to combine a lot of this now, as usual, folks, uh, of course, we are aware of the Jacob Blake situation. Um, the facts are really sketchy right now. So we I'm sure we'll be uh, talking about it more um, in the coming episodes, but we're just going to take it easy. Go preliminary right now. Uh, the article reads two people have died and another person was seriously injured in a shooting after protests erupted into violence for a third night in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Jacob Blake's shooting by police in Kenosha on Sunday has ignited fresh protests against police brutality and racial injustice in a number of cities across the country three months after the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis sparked a national reckoning. You know, the timing on this is incredible. It it had just sort of started dying out. And, uh, you know, all the... Uh, protests and things like that. And you know this because suddenly on Instagram, everybody is posting, don't forget, we're not slowing down. We're keeping the momentum keep rioting keep protesting don't forget you know there's a lot of these types of uh, posts going around and of course only a couple days later there's a whole nother eruption here which we might get into a little bit you and i got into it a little bit before the show so we decided to save it but the article continues the encounter was captured on cell phone video showing police opening fire apparently shooting him several times in the back as he leaned into his SUV, three of Blake's young sons witnessed it from the backseat of the vehicle. Blake's spinal cord was severed by the bullets and some of his vertebrae were shattered, leaving him paralyzed. His family's attorney, Ben Crump, revealed during a press conference on Tuesday, quote, it's going to take a miracle for Jacob Blake Jr. Jr. to ever walk again, Crump said. Uh, I'm not sure if it mentions it in this article, but Crump is a fairly, I mean, he's a pretty famous uh lawyer and specifically works in a lot of civil rights stuff while i'm reading the rest of this article will you bring up just a little uh snippet on crump because he was involved in a lot of different uh cases that i think it's just good to know who this guy is um the article continues hours later hours later demonstrations in kenosha erupted into violence for the third night in a row Uh, then it's got a few videos there. We'll go through some footage here in a little bit. Police clashed with protesters who gathered outside a newly erected metal barrier protecting the Kenosha County Courthouse. Officers in riot gear fired tear gas and rubber bullets to disperse the crowd after an 8 p.m. curfew took effect while protesters threw water bottles, rocks, and fireworks, according to the New York Times. Some protesters later ended up at a gas station not far from the courthouse where a group of armed men stood outside and argued with protesters, promised to protect the property from damage, according to the newspaper. Police responded to reports of shots being fired and multiple gunshot victims in the vicinity of 63rd Street and Sheridan Road around 1145 p.m., the Kenosha Police Department said in a news release. Two of the gunshot victims have since died, police said, while a third was transported to a hospital with serious injuries that are not life-threatening. No further details about the incident was revealed, nor details about the victims. But Kenosha County Sheriff David Beth told The Times that his, officers investi- his office's uh, investigation is focused on the group of men with guns outside the gas station. The sheriff's office has been contacted for additional comment. Several videos posted on social media captured the immediate aftermath of the shooting. Reporter Drew Hernandez shared a clip on Twitter where several shots are heard ringing out. Several people are seen crowding around a man who appears to have been shot in the head and applying pressure to his wound. Quote, It appears an armed citizen uh, was defending the car dealership and opened fire on the rioter who is attempting to vandalize or burn the dealership down. He wrote in another tweet, Quote, Someone has been shot in what appears to be (laughs) in what appears to be the head while looting a car shop. Elijah Schaefer, a Blaze TV reporter, tweeted alongside a video showing people tending to the man's injuries. Quote, I cannot confirm the exact wound location, but he's white and losing a lot of blood. Shelby Talcott, a reporter with the daily caller tweeted that her colleague, Richie McGinnis carried one shooting victim into a car. A video she later showed shows several, several. Okay. A video she later shared shows Chevrolet people placing a wounded man to uh, what the heck placing a wounded man to a car across the street from a hospital quote the victim is at the hospital richie mcginnis is there he's okay said he believes a second gunshot victim just arrived she wrote alongside the video in another video shared by schaefer a witness is seen speaking to a police officer uh, about the perpetrators of the shooting official witness uh, making a statement to officers that it was the boogaloo boy militia protecting a business that was being destroyed schaefer tweeted a second witness told me the Same account off camera. The Boogaloo, also known as the Boogaloo Boys or the Boogaloo Movement, is an extremist group whose members have reportedly shown up at protests against police brutality as well as protests against stay at home orders amid the COVID 19 pandemic in recent months. According to the Anti Defamation League, those who have become associated with the term range from militia groups to white supremacists. This uh, This article has been updated with additional information. So there you go. That was the most uh, sort of uh, neutral article that i could find about this um of course there's other articles and other videos out there uh watched a lot of videos in in you know it's interesting cuz in the video evidence guns um there was a video of what looked like a man running from a mob and then them catching up to him and he's carrying what looks like an AR15 uh being chased by a mob of people and then they kind of uh, you know trip him or take him down and then he kind of opens up with his ar-15 i believe that's where one of the men was shot in the chest um but that certainly didn't look like you know just some guy sniping people from a car dealership uh, this person you know i think in all accounts is gonna you know, is a defensible shooting because it was very obvious uh, self-defense. I'm not really sure what the other situations were. But there was also, uh, who is this guy's name? I might need to look for it real quick. Uh, but there was a protester who got shot in the arm. I believe he's the one that didn't die that they refer to. And he also had a gun. So there was I, this this was not just an account, as it's sort of portrayed in Newsweek here, of just some people with guns shooting other people without guns. It looked like there was a bit of a shootout um, with some exchange yeah. of fire there. But uh, what have you heard about this?
0: Well, with this particular incident, I mean, I haven't looked into it too much, uh-huh. but it's just one of those aftermath deals where – Uh, you know, you have the the situation with uh, the Blake situation and he lives and then the protests and all the riots and all the burning and all the the same kind of stuff. And now we got two people dead and uh, it's just a man. The whole thing is sad. I think in in general, because a lot of these people are probably not uh, fully aware of, of what they're a part of. And when I say that, I mean that they're, they may think that they're standing for some kind of truth, and that's true with anybody that's trying to genuinely go and protest and do all the stuff on either side of the the conversation. Uh, but they're really just being drawn into this divide and conquer thing that that is uh, blindly sort of uh, pushing both sides to be at tension with each other. Yeah, and you know that's uh, man well, it's that just I hate the- seeing anybody go down like this, and of course you know. He's white. I like the tweet. Too. I, I, know oh, I, don't know. The I can't
1: confirm anything other than he's white. No, he's white and he's losing a lot of blood. Right. So <laughs> is his is blood
0: it... different color too? Or, uh,
1: no. Yeah. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. There you go. Digging deeper <laughs> into the comment. Uh, he's white, but his blood is red like mine. Um. So let me hop over real quick, just because I kind of want to try to cover a lot. Uh, there's a lot to cover here, and it's crazy. And yeah,
0: well, before before you go on, I looked up the Crump.
1: Oh yeah, guy here. tell us about this and, guy.
0: And uh, he's sort of the celebrity uh, lawyer for all these uh, civil rights things going on. He was uh, uh, he was behind the Johnson and Johnson baby powder lawsuit. Uh, He represented Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. Now he's representing Jacob Blake. Yeah. Uh, So it's the same
1: lawyer for all of these uh, shootings. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor.
0: Yeah, but even Trayvon Martin. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just pretty much all the ones that are being uh, sort of spotlighted by the media as – you know, the the, the you know the, the, the fuel behind the BLM movement. Yeah. Is basically represented by this guy. So Yeah,
1: I wonder is he with um you know, some sort of organization uh, with I think uh, he runs his own, huh. his own Yeah, it's yeah. kinda weird. It's like a very specific type of ambulance chaser. I'm not sure uh, exactly what to think about that yet but you know it's the same guy taking on all of these cases uh, that have popped up over the past few months and you know they're all the ones connected with the the rioting and the looting and the protesting there you go mm-hmm. all sorts of different ways of, that it's manifesting um so yeah that crump guy i don't know we might have to look I, into it a little more
0: i just hope you know if uh if there's some kind of lawsuit between trump and this guy it'll be Trump
1: versus Crump. <laughs> well who is that other who is stormy daniels's lawyer what was that guy's I name don't, i don't remember shoot it. i forget it it seems like such a lifetime ago yeah uh, i forget but he was talking about running for president against trump and then of course he <laughs> uh he got caught extorting nike uh, for <laughs> for you know all Michael sorts cohen. of cohen yeah uh it was it that guy i yeah. don't remember I I thought it was like a more Italian name, but that's okay. It was not important. So let me jump over here to... District Herald, this is a right-leaning outlet here, um, but uh, you know it'll make a couple points. Call the police, trends on Twitter after Kenosha Black Lives Matter rioter calls for help from law enforcement following shooting. This has been something that's been sort of mocked and called out uh, on the right for a while, even with some other um, shootings back in the whole statue tear down uh, phase of things. Um, You know, a, a mob of people chasing, a, uh, you know, a person on the right and then the person on the right pulling their gun in self-defense and then all the rioters shouting, call the police, wait, defund the police, wait, I don't know, do something. Um, the article reads, call the police was trending on Twitter after Kenosha rioters screamed for help from law enforcement following one of the shootings on Tuesday evening multiple people are injured and there are reports of numerous shootings in the city at least three people were shot with uh, much of the carnage captured on video in one of the videos of a man who had been shot in the head a man helping him can be heard screaming for someone to call the police Uh, then they got some tweets there to make a point independent reporter cj halliburton said that people are getting shot all around us during his live stream as gunshots rang out the social media commentators mocked the fact that the black lives matters writers went from defund the police to call the police so quickly uh quote the wisconsin blm anarchists said call the police after they are shot uh, but just the night before they tried to burn all the local precincts to the ground republican activist michael codry tweeted i'm gonna scoot down here they just like posting a lot of uh, uh, uh it's weird because i i don't have the same article as you yeah actually i'm looking at it now and they've changed it Okay, they, yeah, it's like much shorter than what you're reading. Yeah, let me see here, I can find something else. Oh, yep, okay. Uh this is from another article uh, or maybe it was the one I meant over on District Herald. Um let me scroll down to some of the, the the facts that they were talking about here. Lots of videos really kind of gruesome a lot of these videos of the shootings here. Eh, I don't know. Maybe we'll wait for some more facts to come out. People are just posting tweets and videos and stuff. Anyways, um, pretty crazy. Now, I wanted to bring this up in the context that we've been talking about for a couple months now, and that is the sort of risk or the push or the agitation towards a, not just a race war, which we sort of tongue in cheek... Talk about it as but an actual civil war, um, and what we've been seeing is escalation of this violence. And of course, you know you've got the Second Amendment people showing up, uh, exercising their rights to defend businesses and and other structures and and uh, things like that. But you know we've come to this point where now the protesters are showing up with guns, uh, and this is just a tinderbox. And when I Talk about a civil, you know, a potential civil war situation. I don't know. I I used to talk about it in sort of a, I don't know, almost an an exaggeration as an exaggeration of like, you know, this violence is breaking out and can be compared metaphorically to a civil war. But there's just more and more guns showing up on both sides of this, uh, which A, is just, you know, has the potential to turn into if not a civil war at least some sort of like gang war type of thing um with you know groups on both sides now being labeled by the fbi as uh terrorist or extremist groups uh, which i think more than anything is setting up a situation um where uh, the federal government will come try to put put everybody down, take away all the guns. You know, this is a real second amendment type of uh, confrontation we're having here. And it'll be, it's a great setup for uh, an administration that may want to, uh, you know, crack down on gun ownership in America. So it's just one of these kind of catch 22 situations going on.
0: Yeah. And we'll see, even if uh, we've talked about this before, but even if, the Republicans and Trump wins another four years, it's likely that you're going to get more of a left-leaning politician to get in there in 2024. And at that point, we're probably going to see a lot more changes to the country. If, if not already at that point where they're really going to try to push for all the gun confiscation, I'm sure the technology is going to be a big role in all of this. And, um, Yeah, I I just, you know, we were talking before, uh, before we went live, we were just, we weren't arguing, but we were just kind of having an interesting discussion about the whole situation. I think we do have a
1: little bit of a disagreement here, and I think that's okay. It wasn't an argument though,
0: but uh, yeah, but uh, I I think a lot of this is uh, obviously, you know, being pushed by an unseen hand. You know, Edward Bernays talked about how, you know, most of the Edward Bernays being uh, the father of propaganda. And he has mm-hmm. a quote that where he talks about, you know, the, the unseen hand and, and how most of what people believe is being controlled by the very few and all this kind of stuff. And th- in this situation, when you talk about a civil war, it really, it's all on the perception of what is happening. Mm. And I think that's where, you know, trying to be on, on the narrow path, not even like center or politically or anything like that, but just right trying to kind of. Uh, you know, balance the things out of what what is really happening, and understanding that a lot of it, a lot of it is perception based. It's really hard to analyze anything these days and not be labeled into one camp or another. Mm-hmm. And in, in this situation, I feel like with any kind of military type of thing, it's it's almost like there are uh, every ideology is being ramped up. You know, if you're, you're if you're a libertarian. You know, you have your positive—you uh, so, know—you have a po- positive side of the argument for libertarianism, but there's mm-hmm. also sort of the negative side too, which is true for any side of the argument uh, of defending yourself and all this stuff. When it comes to that, it's it like it is dangerous. It's dangerous, the, right? It's a little more thing. dangerous.
1: Libertarianism is a dangerous uh is a dangerous system and that's what libertarians like about it <laughs> right right, <laughs> like, right yeah don't hear me wrong when i say libertarianism is dangerous i'm not saying it's bad necessarily but that's why people don't like libertarianism is cuz there's not you know people like to have boundaries right they like to know what they can and can't do and i'm just talking about you know what you might call the sheeple or just right. the regular you know people who who value safety over liberty and libertarians are opposite. They want liberty no matter how dangerous it is.
0: Right. Right. So you got those people being fired up with all this going on. You also have, you know, the racial divide, obviously the group being labeled boogaloo boys or whatever. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the black militia out there walking around with guns and, you know, making their, their presence known. Uh, But then you also have the police state that's, that hasn't gone away. You know what I mean? Like the police state itself that, you know, at the beginning of uh, 10 years ago, when we talk about conspiracy theories in the new world order, it was all about this uh, overpowering police state that would come in and try to take over the people and, and the, the people's rights and all this kind of stuff. And And now that's all confused because you have a lot of conservative and right wing people saying like, yeah, yeah, send in the National Guard and get him. You know, but restore order and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the
1: sudden uh, support for martial law. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's like this which weird slipping that happened. Yeah,
1: the craziest uh, sort of uh, ideological jujitsu being yeah uh, being uh, executed on the right.
0: It just seems like every group is being hypercharged to have some kind of violent standoff, and that's why I think we just have to be careful when we start to identify with one argument or one group with another or whatever it is you're being profiled you know you're being profiled and it's much easier to to uh, herd the masses into some kind of group and and do it like that than it is to uh you know have some kind of uh random i don't know like rogue guy like mm-hmm. us basil we're rogue we're ro- oh, <laughs> rogue political all political, <laughs> all political uh, affiliation uh which which is good and bad you know we we don't have to Answer to anybody except God, but also uh, we don't get the kind of uh, sponsorship
1: that you would get, uh, <laughs> right? From, or the from, enthusiasm, or the
0: enthusiasm of the the QAnon folks, or anything. You know, we're we're just yeah, we're not going to ride those trains as they come through. But
1: it's a narrow, unpopular path.
0: We're we're like we're like the tortoise. You know, we're just kind of <laughs> long and steady,
1: right? That's right. We're
0: not going to jump on the the hair there. But
1: so uh, did, sorry, not want to Cut you off if you're or if you're working your way towards something. Well, um. We, you, did
0: you want to look at that footage? and talk about the whole situation with, uh, I think uh, we should
1: do, uh, we should do opening statements. I think this okay. is going to be an ongoing, uh, conversation, okay. but I think that we both have, uh, some important things that we just need to say outright, uh, knowing, uh, full well that all the facts aren't available. There's right. all sorts of alternative flat facts floating around, um, and so there isn't quite a solidified uh, story on this, but I think we should just give our, um, you know, our, uh, our, our first thoughts and then it, it will develop it over coming episodes. Right. Did you want to go first or do you want me to? Well, I think um, since you have control of the video over there, Uh, we should walk through the video for the podcast listeners for audio listeners. So they know what video we're talking about. Um, So I'll just give a little preempt here and then you can play it and walk us through beat by beat and what happens on the video. If you have not seen it, we're watching the uh, what's this guy's name yet. Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake has not yet been uh, cemented in my mind. Even uh,
0: LeBron James messed it up on, on live air. Oh, no, it was an interview. And he said, uh, James Blake. Oh, I mean, I mean, Jacob Blake, Jacob Blake. Blake. Okay. So
1: this is the Jacob Blake video. There's two uh, angles. One is uh, so it's on a street. There's a gray SUV. There's, I believe, four cops. Um, and a number of bystanders, um, shouting and things happening. Um, we will just give the regular sort of, uh, disclaimer here. This is a video of a a man getting shot by the police. So if that's something you do not want to witness, I recommend you mute the video or come back later, um, and check back in, but uh, there you go. So won't take you by surprise. Now, guns, when you're ready, uh, just try to give us a, the best description of the video as we go sure. through. Sure.
0: So there's two videos that have become public. Uh, one of them is from the side, the right side of the car uh, in question here, and uh, it shows. Uh, well, let's do this. The, the the second footage that came out shows what happened before. So let me go on a timeline here. So there's a, there's a few people. There's I think the mother, and I think maybe the fiance, I don't know who all these people are, but there's about three people walking towards the commotion. You can see a commotion going on. You can see two police officers, uh, kind of, uh, doing something with, with Blake. Blake is kind of, he's on the ground. He's on the ground. They're kind of wrestling him to the ground and, um, it's kind of shaky footage. I, I wish we can put a stabilizer on it and we can do all that. i mean, some, somebody's going to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, from what I understand, this is when Blake was tased and, you know, I'm looking at it right now. It almost looks like he was trying to cuff him.
1: Something. Yeah. He's moment. kind of got him on the ground and he's being engaged by police. And then what I thought was really strange was the cop just kind of lets him go and he stands up. And begins walking towards the car, and that's sort of the the beginning of the next video that we see. Right. Um, yeah. See so here. so
0: w- once he stands up, he kind of walks, and this is all happening on the uh, if you're if you're looking at the car, it's the left. Well, it's the right side of the car. It's left side when you're looking at it. And yeah, once he gets up, he walks around the front of the car. And the cop is kind of like walking behind
1: him. Right behind him. Right with behind his gun him. Gun pointed at him.
0: Gun pointed at him. And and he and this is where there's some still frame shots that people have pointed out. It looks like he's got a knife in his hand. Very hard to tell with all these, you know, the grainy footage there. Um, and he walks towards the driver's side of the vehicle. He opens the door of the driver's side, and and at this point, right before he opens the door, the cop grabs his his tank top, his uh his, his shirt. His shirt. Yeah. And, uh, but then he, he kind of just ignores it and go, you know, opens the door. He looks like he's trying to reach in or get in. And this is the point where the cop, uh, point blank fires rounds into, uh, Jacob Blake's back. I mean, it's yeah. just really point blank, like right in front.
1: Yeah. Seven shots point blank, blank into the back. Now, there's been reports that we can't really uh, solidify right now, but there's been reports, like you said, that he had a knife, been reports that he claimed to have a gun in the car, uh, been reports uh, there's background reports on him, you know, um, that he has a, a number of uh, criminal uh I guess yeah, there, a number of things on his record. Yeah. And that, that part of it, I think really, is
0: fairly, that part I think is true. I actually found, and I, I don't know if I can pull it up right here and now, but there was right. an article from 2015, uh, same area um, named Jacob Blake. And, and I think there was a Kenosha County case number that came out uh, that that's public now, but it was true that he did have an arrest warrant out for some kind of sexual uh, assault as well as back in 2015, he was—I don't know if he was arrested at that point, but
1: yeah, you know, he got I don't want to go into it too much because the point is, yeah, he has a criminal record. Yes. But my, my thing is, I'm not sure if the cops knew that at the time, so I'm not uh, even sure if that's a valid. I don't, if, see, if, if it's I, even important because I,
0: I, 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 I actually do think it's important if the cops knew or not. No, because, I know that's
1: what I'm saying. I okay, think okay. it is important if they know or not. If they right. didn't know, you know, that sets up a different situation than if he if they were aware of who he is and his record. Right. So right, right. that's a detail that we don't know that will, you know, uh, add to the conversation eventually. Right. And so, so
0: if if they did know, which if because there was a, a domestic abuse or some kind of domestic Uh, situation which is why the police were called in the first place with uh Mm -hmm. i think it was a fiance i think she was the one that called the cops and so uh on the way if they did do some kind of profiling of who it is they're you know, going okay. to uh... you
1: got it a little mixed up here. Here's okay. the situation. There's a domestic dispute between two women. I think uh I don't know exactly who they are. They may have been like his ex and someone else. Okay. The cops had been called out to the domestic debuse. abuse, <laughs> <debuce>, uh, <laughs> a domestic incident between these two women and uh Blake came later to try to help break it up We try okay. to help, you know, mediate the situation. Now, something happened where Blake ended up getting in that little tussle with the cops. He calmly walks around the front of his uh, SUV, the cops with uh, their guns drawn following closely behind. He opens the door to his SUV. He leans in. By then, the cop has him by the shirt um, and then fires seven shots into his back. Now, I'll just start out first, Guns, which is... You know, all things considered, even if he has a record, even if, you know, if he said, I'm going to go get my gun and shoot you cops, that's a, obviously a different situation, but that's that's an unconfirmed thing. But knowing what I know about uh excessive force also i'm i'm taking from some experience with firearms training and certain types of licensing i've taken a lot of classes this is this is an area i don't talk about it a lot but i have a a certain amount of knowledge about the use of force and especially with firearms i was a little bit uh taken aback by the fact that the cop was right on him i mean he's holding him by the shirt and the one thing when it comes to firearms and this is true for the police as well um, but especially true in a self-defense uh, armed citizen situation you are supposed to uh, uh, you're supposed to exhaust all of our other options before using le- uh, lethal force And so my first thing when watching this video was, oh, this would, if you were trying, you know, an armed citizen... Trying to go for a self defense type of situ uh, you know situation, there would be no way that self defense would hold up in court if this wasn't a cop. I mean, you shot him seven times in the back at point blank range. You already had a hand on him. You could have the cop could have done many things, and besides putting seven rounds in his back, you know you could have tased him again, could have put him, you know, grabbed him, put him in a little chokehold, subdued him, could have hit him with a baton, could have done a number of things. And this is just the reality of the situation. I'm not putting any uh, technical judgment on this. There's definitely um, more uh, suitable people, people who are much more knowledgeable than I, that are are breaking this down. Um, But a lot of them are saying, you know, this was a situation, and it was one of the craziest things was it, it was such a slow-moving situation. Usually when cops yeah. are discharging firearms uh, in a situation like this, it's during a tussle, or there's some quick movements, or, uh, you know, there's there's a, a an aspect of, you know, things are just moving so fast, I had to make a decision. There's a good period of time where they're sort of slowly walking around the car. He's not running. He's not, you know, when he opens the door, he kind of is like casually opening the door to his car. Now, I will say, you know, if you just got in a tussle with the cops and, <laughs> and uh, you know, they they had you on the ground you're not going to just get in your car and drive away. That's not going to happen. So I think that was a misjudgment for sure on Mr. Blake's, uh, on Mr. Blake's part. But I really do think this cop made a misjudgment. I think that, uh, firing the seven shots into his back at that moment when he had much more time than usual to to assess the situation. I think he may have just gotten out of hand. I think he got a little frustrated. He didn't like how Blake was uh, not following orders. And I think he just lost his head, man. And I don't think this is defensible as far as lethal force by the police are concerned. Now, let me be clear. I'm not trying to say that this was... A racist cop just killing a black guy because he wanted to. I'm just saying, on a very technical law enforcement firearm sense, this was a little bit uh, outside the bounds of an, an obviously defensible use of lethal force.
0: Right, right. Okay, so some of the things, a couple things we do agree on, and I think we need to highlight this point too. Uh, nowhere in our argument did we bring up the idea that this was racially driven. And that's, yeah. that's what the media and the whole BLM and the protests and riots and the NBA shutting down more games and boycotting and whatever, all that has to do with race, which in my opinion, who's the racist. If all you see is race in these types of situations. Uh, but in any case, um, the one thing I will say uh, to sort of, uh, counter what you're, you're, uh, alleging here with, and again, n- neither of us have all the facts, so we don't know, but, uh, the police officers if i'm not mistaken you do have a lot more training than i do when, when it comes to this stuff so you know just correct me if i'm wrong but uh police officers have the authority to use force if they feel that they or innocent bystanders are uh, you know in in a situation where they're under threat correct if there's mm-hmm. like so knowing that there, there were children in the car knowing that there were other people around um and and If he had suggested that he was pulling a gun out of the car, that's a big deal if we don't know or not. But that that changes everything, if that's what he said. It does, but also, if you're already resisting arrest, and you've already been tased, and and you're getting up, and you're walking, and you're just sort of ignoring him, you, you know what? I will agree, it looked a little excessive to fire in seven rounds, but... And this, the point is, blank this is
1: a thing kills me. the point like, blank thing. Yeah. There's it does, so it does many other little, options.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this is a situation where the police has to make, and, and you know, police officers are trained to de-escalate, but they, they had to make a real, he had to make a real tough decision here because should he, let's say he did have a gun and he mm-hmm. was reaching for it. It could be that we can be talking about a story where a black man killed a police officer,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
0: So it's literally a split second thing where he had to make this decision. And so, and that's the, the, the risk and the, the challenge that police officers live with every day, given any kind of situation they walk into is making that, making those hard decisions. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's why in this case, again, we don't have all the facts, so we don't know, but uh, I don't think he's going to get the kind of uh, punishment that people are hoping for, and no, it, I not think just because he's a cop, but because with uh, again with facts coming out, the, I will say this though: I will say that not having a vest cam is kind of weird. Uh, yeah. I think the county or the the area had some kind of plan to implement it in like 2025 or
1: something like that. Oh, the they don't even have any in that precinct. No, or I don't in think that they, I don't think they do. Oh, yeah, it was it was something interesting. that they.
0: Yeah, so it was it's something, and that's what's really interesting about this whole thing too is because defund the police defund the police well then you're going to have a lot more of this type of stuff with mm-hmm. a lot less you know and information not gonna afford video <laughs> not going to be able to afford video body so, cams yeah yeah and knowing i mean here's the thing too cops have to know at this point that there's probably people you know uh videotaping the situation they can't do like a knee choke hold right that's going <laughs> to Probably. I, I don't know if that's running through his head. Yeah. I have no idea. But yeah. it, given, given what the situation was, I, I do, and again, just looking at the footage, mm-hmm. I, I do tend to think that maybe the cop had the right to, to pull the trigger. Maybe not seven times, but maybe, maybe he did see a gun in there. I don't know, but it just seems like it's one of those tough situations. If
1: if he saw a gun on the front seat or if, you know, he saw, but even, yeah, yeah, I know. You know, I'm just (laughs) trying to get less people shot by the cops without. Uh, I agree with you. 100%. 100%. 100%,
0: If there's a way we can make this happen, we just send in the robots, whatever, right?
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) See, that's another part of this whole thing is it's going to be a great reason to activate RoboCops and then we're all screwed. It is DJP three ACE in the Twitch chat says, but how can we deny the fact guns that we see videos of white people doing things like this and literally fighting cops and living? You will never see. Yeah. I've, I've, I've I've seen seen the the same.
0: I've heard that argument and I, and they always share the same footage of this guy coming out and using, I don't know. He looked like he was on drugs or something like whipping around. Here's the thing. Mm You can, you can use any kind of footage of one or the other to support an argument in some kind of isolated case to to support your bias in this situation mm-hmm. yeah and and that's that's the that's the reason why this is a difficult conversation to have because even the statistics that are out there yeah. Uh, are yeah. are being disputed by like yeah, academics and stuff. I don't think you know? we
1: need to go into the meta of it all right now. Right. But right. just just as first words on the thing, I understand this is a very difficult situation, and you got to put it in context. The context of you know, yeah, these cops are probably uh, had it up to you know their necks in all the police hate and they're probably on edge and they're probably frustrated and they're thinking, well, what does this guy think he can do? Just get tased and get wrestled and then get in his car and drive away, of course. But I'm saying on a on a the way that these police videos or videos, these incidences are dealt with in the court of law. Oh man. And now I'm blanking on the phrase, but they, they really bring it down to the, the moment of the gun firing. That's what right. it's all predicated on. And the, in the moment of the, you know, they, they, They take everything into consideration, but when it comes to passing judgment on the cops, they really bring it down to like the second or the split second he had to make the decision. And that's what makes this video, this particular incident so difficult is like I said, it's not like it was a split second tussle that he had well, to make the decision wasn't. he's following hold on yeah, he's, yeah. He, they're slowly they're sort of strolling around the car he's got his gun to the guy's back the entire time you know that would have been an instance with the guy's back turned to him could have uh, taken a little bit of a you know physical uh route grabbed him and again i know it's hard to say at this point I'm, You know, I'm saying put them in a chokehold, grab them. But of course, in today's climate, even saying put them in a chokehold is... <laughs> is as You're going to be canceled, man. It's, I know. It's as bad. It's like Biden saying, shoot him in the leg <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but I'm just saying, there were other options that it looked like this cop had. But, in, uh, you know, you, you got to put yourself in the cop's head. He's probably trying to take it easy. He's got a bunch of witnesses. He's trying not to overreact. And then the split second comes where, you know, he leans in the car and you don't know if there's a gun or not. And you got to- right do it. So but if, I think a, a little baton to the head or you know to the whatever sure. or a little grab, little chokehold, little taser action all would have been, you know, he needed to uh, exhaust those options will, before 7. Say, uh, he had his hands yeah. on the guy. He had well, his hand on Blake and I will say they pumped should have seven some, point blank uh, rounds. I, I, That's I mean, a hard it. one to defend. Okay. I, I
0: will say that cops in general should be in better shape. I will say that maybe they need to have some, <laughs> some kind of like body fat index to, you know, if you're oh, going to have sure any reform, I'm sure you know, they get do him, get him on a treadmill or something. Um, and, and just, you know, as one more response to that, whoever that was in the, in the chat, um, there's video footage that can support the other uh, support my argument uh, mm-hmm. where police a couple of police officers are trying to to you know they pull over a guy they're trying to arrest him he he uh, uh, resists and he walks over to his car same mm-hmm. kind of situation, kind of a slow situation yeah. he reaches in his car, pulls out a gun, two cops get yeah. shot yeah you know, so yeah. you know what I'm saying so it's a really a split second momentary thing, and without all the facts, we're just not going to be able to come to any kind of hard conclusion. Um, yeah. But I hear you, man. I, I do things, think seven...
1: It, there's things to... I'm See, and I'm not even that tripped out about the seven bullets. I mean, that's the thing. With, with police, you know, there's this... Uh, and this is for anybody trained in shooting, whether you have a CCW or you have whatever, or you're a cop or you're security or something. This whole Hollywood idea of, like, just wounding them and then... <laughs> or or shooting the gun out of their hand or something like that. The seven shots doesn't even trip me out cuz the the fact of the matter is when you when you're at the point where you are discharging a firearm, they're trained to shoot to kill. You don't shoot to wound, you don't shoot to to scare or to disarm you always shoot to kill if you're pulling the trigger your intention is to kill and and that's just the training and that's what you know that's just what it is and so that's why seven shots happened is because that's what you do you shoot to kill um but I think a couple things that cannot be explained by me or anybody who's putting out the facts right now. Why was he on the ground subdued and why did they let him go? And then why in this situation did they even let him stroll over to the driver's side of the, the car? Why even let him get that far? And then very on the last point being, you already had your hands on him you know you were in a position where you could have subdued him and then made the choice to shoot those are those are all the very interesting uh parts of this incident that make it extremely complicated i mean why did they let him off the ground i don't understand i just don't understand but there you go there's first thoughts i'll let you finish it out if you have anything else
0: you're wrong no i'm kidding i don't (laughs) I, i i yeah we just don't know and um yeah. It would have been nice if the cop was like dance and started shooting at the ground and, you know, like back to the future three. Do you remember that scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, uh, Biff comes in and he tells him to dance and Michael Jackson shot the Anyway, it would have been nice if it's, if it's ideal like that. But uh, again, in these situations, uh, either way, whatever happened, it doesn't matter because the damage is done. The propaganda yep. is spun. Uh, businesses have been burnt down. Car dealerships have been burned down. Two people have died. Uh so the damage is done already and the uh the propaganda persists and so uh, the race wars are on, I guess,
1: you know, there's just, yeah. just more of it. And the timing and, uh, is incredible. I mean, right when oh, yeah. things were just starting to I mean, yeah. to calm down, of course, another incident happens. And that's sure. what makes all the details of this highly suspicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we can we can go to the forest uh, edges of the fringe and say this whole thing was staged to, yeah. because, uh, you know, because the whole George Floyd thing was a little you know, like you said, it was dying down. The extra footage came out, you know, looks like uh, he was, he couldn't breathe before he was ever on the ground, you know, losing a little, little uh, gusto in the argument there. So, right. uh, you know, frame up another incident and uh, let's go from there with the race yeah. wars, especially Fro-tick, during a
1: rep election year. Fro-Tick in the Twitch chat says, if they didn't have their guns drawn, it looks like they were... Uh, walking him back to the car to say goodbye. That's what I'm saying. Take the guns out of this situation and just look at the way they're moving. It is so casual and strange. You know, if there there were no guns in hands, it looks like the cop was going to go open the door for him and let him get into the car. Very strange. All right. Mm Um okay should we move on Let's of move course on. of yep. course we'll be looking at this more as more facts come out and as more propaganda comes out and as more riots happen and everything but this uh, uh this happened and it led to more uh, pr- riots I mean they were riots they are destroying public property which led to uh, armed citizens uh, getting in a shootout on both sides there. I mean, this one guy is like a martyr, you know, he was uh, one of the rioters and he's, I mean, this dude's arm got really messed up uh, from a rifle round. and there's all sorts of pictures, but one of them is he's got his arm all screwed up and he's holding a pistol, he was obviously armed and you get <laughs> shot at when you shoot at people. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, Yeah. All right. Uh,
0: Yeah, and um, I'll just read this headline to close it out. This is the Independent.co.uk. It doesn't matter if Jacob Jacob Blake committed a crime. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Doesn't matter if he was a criminal. And that's a
1: whole part of this too. Is like it doesn't matter how this. I'm just going from the part of the conversation that's going on. I haven't quite decided on this. I understand where they're coming from, but the point that you know, yeah, just because he got up and walked to his car doesn't necessarily mean that that's a death sentence, but, uh, you know, it all depends if he had a gun in the car and stuff, but, but I understand the conversation,
0: a lot of variables. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh, a big story and we might even do a full on, uh, live stream or well, actually I think Friday we will do a live stream, uh, surrounding this topic and uh, it's uh, concerning Elon Musk.
1: You are already sort of a cybernetic symbiote. Neural nets are taking over from regular programming. So you are connected.
0: We are already connected, Basil. Entrepreneur.com. <laughs> There's a whole <laughs> bunch of articles coming out now about this. Elon Musk teases working Neuralink device reveal on August 28th. That's a couple days from today. And uh, this is a story by Steve Dent. Elon Musk has revealed more details about a promised development update for Neuralink, the brain computer interface designed to help folks with severe brain injuries. Musk said the company will show, quote, working Neuralink device during a live webcast on Friday. August 28th at 3 p.m. Uh, 3 p.m. Pacific. Um, and there's a couple tweets that Elon had sent out. And um, have you watched the video here? Oop, it opened up a whole Twitter thing. We'll do the video later. Uh, Let's go on with the article. Last summer, Neuralink showed off its progress at a detailed launch event. A, quote, sewing machine robot would plant thread-like electrodes deep into a human brain. Ah, that makes me cringe. I know. Which would connect to a pod worn behind the ear. That could then transmit brain signals over Bluetooth, allowing subjects to control a computer or have their brain activity monitored or hacked. I added that last part, but Bluetooth really couldn't come (laughs) up with a better, more, more, uh, safer, uh, communicate. Anyway, Neuralink said it first aims to help amputees or restore the ability to see talk and listen while the company hasn't announced any human testing. It has been tried on primates with Musk saying, quote, a monkey has been able to control a computer with its brain, which is not new. This, they did this like a long time ago, too. This is so with I, the Neuralink, though. I know, but they already... Uh, uh, <laughs> I yeah. know. They did this we're before. Done, we're not
1: impressed by your computer had,
0: monkey, Musk. They had monkeys uh, <laughs> control a robot arm across the internet like yeah. 10, 15 years ago or something. Uh-huh. Catch up, Musk. Okay. Musk <laughs> said that the, that the technology shown on Friday would be, quote, awesome compared to what we've seen so far. Quote, Don't want to get too excited, but the potential is truly transformational for restoring brain and motor functions, he tweeted earlier this year. We don't have a link yet for the live stream, but the last event was streamed on Neuralink's YouTube channel. And uh, that's all for this story here. And again, everyone's hyping this up. And uh, I get the feeling it's going to be kind of bland and and maybe boring. I know.
1: It's one of those things, you know, especially because we've been following Neuralink for years. I mean, since it was first announced, this was like well I don't know something like three to five years ago he's been talking about this maybe even longer probably longer and so we've always been talking about this Neuralink following the the news following Musk's comments you know really building on this narrative of the Neuralink (laughs) and especially how uh, it fits into you know the worldview the Canary Cry worldview where that's sort of the beginning of the end and obviously the connection with transhumanism and the spiritual ramifications of that and everything so Neuralink we've been following forever and to actually have it we're two days away guns i know two days um so yeah we might have to do some live commentary on uh on that whole thing we'll have to figure out how to pipe it in but um yeah i think you're right it'll either be incredible or it will be nothing it'll, it'll be just- like Look at this monkey move the mouse on the screen. Look, look at it go. (laughs) Right. I mean, he's got to be pretty confident about something, though. If he's doing a full on, you know, press release or not press release, but a full on demonstration and stuff, there's got to be some news that we haven't already heard of.
0: Well, yeah, well, you know, it's not just all positive and excitement stuff here because uh, there's also a little bit of FUD. If you guys don't know what FUD is, it's fear, uncertainty, and doubt Ooh. regarding this technology. And uh, that leads us to our second story about this, uh, this whole situation here. You are already
1: sort of a cybernetic symbiote. Neural nets are taking over from regular programming. So you are connected. And
0: uh, my gosh, there's so many pop-ups here. This is uh, dailymail.co.uk. Do you want to take this one, Basil? Oh, did I lose him? There you go. You back? I'm back. I'm back. All right, good. All right. That's yeah, not as bad. We we haven't had too many issues,
1: but No, it's been okay today, but we still have some things. I know to we still out. got issues.
0: Uh, I was going to ask if you wanted to take this article. Yeah, I'll
1: take this. Okay. We're going from uh, DailyMail.co.uk. The uh, headline paragraph reads, Elon (laughs) Musk's brain chip Neuralink is plagued by turmoil, rushed timelines, and failed experiments on animals. Former employees claim just days before the firm is set to show neurons firing in real time. Elon Musk has kept a tight lid on his brain implant chip startup Neuralink, but the billionaire is set to show neurons firing in real time time on august 28th that doesn't sound as exciting as i want but okay (laughs) the unveiling will be a major event for the firm but according to former neuralink employees the progress has come at a cost i mean what else is new with this guy ex-staff member told stat that the company is plagued by internal conflict and the slow pace of science could not keep up with musk's demanding timelines Sounds familiar. I know. Same story with uh, uh, his solar. What was it? Was he Solar City? And also uh, Tesla. Uh, They claim scientists were given weeks to complete certain projects, knowing the research needed longer to perfect, creating a pressure cooker within the company. Neuralink was also found to test its surgical procedure on monkeys, even though the system posed a risk to the animals. A former employee's Uh, told stat of course they're testing on monkeys man that's not surprising to anybody uh, the report surfaced days before Musk is set to show off the firm's latest progress, which some suggest will be a demonstration of a monkey moving a cursor hey, on a computer screen. I was right. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, you know, you know how things work guns. I figured
0: it out. Beforehand. Dailymail.com
1: has reached out to Neuralink for comment and has yet to receive a response. Neuralink, which was founded in 2016, is so there you go, four years, uh, is designing time. Tiny flexible threads that are ten times thinner than a human hair, with the goal of treating brain injuries and trauma. Of course, Uh, ultimately, the technology could one day enable symbiosis between humans and artificial intelligence. Symbiosis? I don't think that's the right word, Uh, but I think it
0: is because that's that's part of the uh, well. Symbiosis
1: means that uh, both parties gain a benefit from this. So, using the words. Yes, so using the word symbiosis implies that the robots benefit uh, from being implanted in our brains. Listen to the jingle again. You are already a sort of a cybernetic symbiote. Neural nets are taking over from regular programming. So, you are connected. He calls yeah. us symbiotes. That's, that's the spooky part. Why why do we care if the machines get a benefit from us? It's supposed to be us benefiting from the machines.
0: That's been his argument the whole time though, that you know, AI is going to take over, so we better merge with it before it becomes our overlords. I know. That's, that's been the why whole we thing
1: need to take down Skynet. Yep. Ultimately, the technology could one day enable symbiosis between humans and artificial intelligence, and Musk says it could happen in just a measly 25 years. However, according to Stat, there are now only two of the eight founding scientists left at the firm due to turmoil Uh, To the turmoil that has plagued the company, quote, this examination is based on interviews with five former Neuralink employees, all of whom spoke on condition of anonymity because they were not permitted to discuss the work publicly or were concerned about facing retribution. Uh, From the AI overlord and four independent (laughs) experts and competitors working in brain machine interface research. No kidding. The the competition didn't uh, have nice things to say about Neuralink. Weird. Musk told Joe Rogan in May that Neuralink will have a version ready for human trials within a year. Scientific papers show that the firm has tested its technology in rats and monkeys, but is yet to do so with human subjects or even state that they are close to this step. Former employees said Neuralink was looking to China or Russia to carry out human studies, as the U.S. regulatory process is difficult to pass through. The implant is about one inch in diameter, similar to the face of a smartwatch, and is implanted by removing a small chunk of the skull. Chunk. Chunk. <laughs> that is the most vivid way to describe that. Uh, a small robot connects the thread-like electrodes to certain areas of the brain, stitched up the hole, and the only visible remains is a scar left behind from the incision. The sewing robot is said to cost between $10 million and $20 million in startup cash, but now can be made for about 500000 Hmm. What a deal. The staff primarily consists of scientists, which said uh, creates tension because the firm is two-faced because it switches between a tech company and a medical device company, one former employee said. They are building a medical device and a surgical approach to implant that medical device, and they're approaching it with the use of a tech company. Move fast and break things. Okay. Mm. Yeah, some some Mark Zuckerberg uh, reference there along with the identity crisis the company has a demanding culture that one former employee described as a pressure cooker and much of the staff felt completely overwhelmed Uh, the turmoil eventually created rifts between engineers and neuroscientists uh, who argued about leadership and strategies to get the company off the ground said several ex-staff members who noted musk mm, typically cited with the engineers during such conflicts. In July, Twitter users Pranay Pathole uh, tweeted Matt Musk asking Can Neuralink be used to retrain the part of the brain which is responsible for causing addiction or depression? Quote, it'd be great if Neuralink can be used for something like curing addiction, uh, depression. Musk, who is known to personally respond to his fans, shared, for sure, this is both great and terrifying. Everything we've ever sensed or thought has been electrical signals. The early universe was just a soup of quarks and leptons. How did a very small piece of the universe start to think of itself as sentient? Okay, Elon. The advances, however, are a result of pushing scientists to complete, which should take mon- months in just weeks. Stats gives an example from 2017, blah, blah, blah. They kind of just do a bunch of filler for the rest of the article. Let me grab, uh, let me peruse the conclusion if you have anything to say. Well, the, the sentence
0: you were reading there, they put 10,000 electrodes into a brain of a live sheep. Mm-hmm. In one, uh, one surgical process, the experiment failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sheep and monkeys, apparently. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think they're trying to raise sort of the ethical concerns there with uh, uh, you know, just moving ahead with certain... Uh, th- where's PETA? Is PETA going to be protesting <laughs> this whole situation here on, on Friday? or?
1: Yeah, you know what we haven't heard of a lot lately is, uh, yeah, is like eco-terrorism the save you know setting all the animals free in the zoo we need some more of that you know this would be a great uh time just just judging off of how 2020 has been going this is a great opportunity for live on the air uh they'll you know bring their lo- their monkey out there tell him to move a cursor on a screen and then he there live on the air takes control of Skynet and launches the nukes and (laughs) things like that. That's, that's kind of what I'm expecting at this point in 2020.
0: He just, uh, hacks the internet yeah, and everybody's computer screens is the all
1: websites. Every website gets replaced with a, a, (laughs) Virtual Picture monkey bananas throwing yeah throwing poop at the screen <laughs> oh that'd be fantastic yeah so there you go very exciting we're gonna tune in I, hopefully we'll do uh, we'll just watch live and either watch the the end of, you know a monkey end of the human race or watch a monkey do something uh, uh, pretty unexhilarating
0: <laughs> well I've I've talked about and mentioned how uh, uh, Planet of the Apes was a documentary.
1: You know, so maybe <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. part of
0: the beginning of that, you know, the oh, monkeys rebel, yeah. but then they're enhanced. It's Caesar. So they can-
1: if, if they bring the monkey on and he's named Caesar, <laughs> that's the time folks. It's happening. Get your um, anti-monkey spray.
0: Before we go into the break, uh, I do want to mention how a technology like this is very much reminiscent of some eschatological passages that you find in revelation 13 Mm -hmm. Uh, i've talked about this on the face like the sun channel quite a bit Uh, but revelation 13 it talks about the first beast that comes up and it's got many heads and uh uh, one of the heads appeared to be mortally wounded but the mortal wound was healed and the whole world marveled and followed the beast Mm. which is uh an interesting thing because yeah, uh, And, you know, if, if there's a head wound that happens to a leader, a world leader of some kind and like an Elon, inch of their
1: skull getting taken out,
0: yeah, something like that. And Elon or whoever is able to quote unquote, resurrect this individual or bring them back to uh, a functioning capacity, the world would Marvel, you know, the world would be like, Whoa, man, you did it. You, uh, you made yeah, it happen. That's interesting. Um, and uh and it's interesting as well because you keep reading, and of course, you get into the second beast that uh is the false prophet. And this beast, uh, this is verse 12, exercised all the authority of the first beast and caused the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose mortal head wound had been healed. So part of the healing process of this head wound is uh is is what the world marvels after. And I know a lot of people in the chat are already saying Rome. And yeah, certainly there's a, there's a possibility there, but I just don't see that many people marveling at Rome, (laughs) you know, like, Whoa, they're they're back, you know, and, and being deceived in that moment. Uh, I I guess you can, some people can translate it a different way there, but uh, then you go on to uh, verse 13, where it talks about performing great signs and causing fire from heaven, uh, which is sort of an Elijah prophet, Elijah situation. And then Mm -hmm. verse 14, because of the signs it was given to perform on behalf of the first beast. It deceived those who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image to the beast that had been wounded by the sword and yet lived. And so again, very interesting that uh, uh, this wound that takes place is part of this miracle, this uh, the the uh, great signs that the second beast performs as a whoa, lost basil there again. I'm back. That, that was weird. You just dropped. I know, uh,
1: I know, you know, it started disconnecting and I figured I'll just make it fast and okay. disconnect myself. Yeah. See, so like um, the cop,
0: like the cop, just make it quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Um, Are you
1: ready for a break?
0: Yes. Let me just wrap this up because okay. uh, what I was mentioning is that part of the, the deception that the world marvels and, and is uh, deceived into making the image to the beast is that great signs. And one of those signs being the resurrection or the. Healing of that mortal head wound so something to keep in mind uh, because the image of the beast obviously we've you know Done a lot of studies on that and people have talked about how it's a robot or a virtual reality situation or whatever it is but uh, uh, This image is given breath you know and and Traditionally an image or an idol throughout the Bible is something that doesn't have life, and God mentions it mentions it over and over again. There's nothing to an idol or an image, and all of a sudden it's given breath, and it has authority right. to kill people who don't, don't worship it. That's pretty intense, and uh, it does sound like an AI situation. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously that's sort of a modern look at things, but if you're talking about an inanimate object suddenly having something like breath and having all kinds of authority to kill you if you don't worship it, mm-hmm. uh, sounds like AI had gone haywire. You know,
1: there we <laughs> kind go. of
0: power tripping. So uh, something to keep in mind, a good reason to study some of these eschatological passages, given the the current situation we are in in the world, the strange world of uh, monkey brain connected Elon Musk brain chips.
1: There we go. Okay, I think it's time for a quick break, folks, but don't go anywhere because after the very quick break where we'll be thanking some producers, um, we got some crazy stories about uh, one, we got a dead woman waking up. We've got some resurrection happening in the news, as well as some uh, COVID-19 updates. Very important stuff. So don't go anywhere. Stick around. And guns. let's take a quick break. It's break time. come on take a break okay real quick Gons I want to thank some of our new Twitch followers we've been uh, promoting the Twitch channel for a while now and we are so excited for everybody every new follower that we get is uh, a nice little uh, nice little victory so thank you for those who follow us on Twitch Gons you got your dinger ready Okie dokie. Here we go. Just going down the list. <laughs> Jeez. We've got some real doozies today, Gons. I want to thank our new follower, Smoking Crack 840. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, it straight gets to better. The, straight, it, it, to it. straight to it. <laughs> it gets better. The next one is a new follower named Basil's Secret Love Child. <laughs> Great. Out of hand, <laughs> folks. Uh, continuing on, we've got Shinmei 029. Skycaster 15. Gosh, Ligma butts <laughs> <laughs> frappy holic I'm so scared. Uh XXS Gust XX Okay Thomas son of Ander Angelman Jesus is King three hundred sixty five
0: have such a wide
1: range of I listeners. Know, it's really, really an emotional roller coaster. DJ Delirious 2. Z Turn 13. Kiluminati 1077.
0: I feel like we've had that one already.
1: Yeah, some of them I think they unfollow and refollow to get back on the list. Uh, Dooley's Mom 8. Dougie 140. Lily White EE. Matty Bo Jenkins. And there we go. That's all of our new Twitch followers. Thank you guys so much, uh, especially for watching live on the Twitch. Very helpful for us. Um, Now, we want to thank some of our producers. What? producers that's right i said producers here's the thing folks we are on the value for value model what does that mean well that means that we do not sell advertisements we do not bend the knee to uh the major corporations that want uh us to consider you a commodity and sell your attention and your trust for our own personal gain. We believe that that's uh, part of the reason the world and the Internet is uh, the horrible place that it is, is the commoditizing of people, uh, real human beings who just want to uh, hear the truth. And so we decided a long time ago that uh, we will not farm our listeners out to corporate uh, America or Internet national corporations for that uh, matter in order to, uh, you know, just make a buck. So that's why we uh, work on the value for value system, which is, hey, we create some value. We put out the show. We try to be as consistent as possible and we do the best job we can. And if you get any value out of the show, you then have an opportunity to jump in and help the show. And yeah, a lot of uh, podcasts, podcasts ask for donations and things like that but that's not how we do it around here we don't consider them donations you know this is the real world if you help pay for a piece of media to be produced you are a producer so uh guns i think it's time to thank some of our producers are you ready Okie dokie, so let me just do a quick refresh on the Patreon, see if anybody else came in new. Oh great, I got a 500 error, never seen that before. Wow, all sorts of internal server errors, this is what I try to get for... Uh, doing things right here. But one of the best ways that you can become a producer of the show is to head to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. There you will see a couple of different options to support the show, or you can put in your own amount there. And Gons, we got some new producers since last show. Are you ready? I
0: have been ready for a long time
1: okay so a simple (laughs) yes would suffice Uh, we want to thank our new producer Andrew thank you very much Andrew I want to thank our new producer Amanda oh that is today yes Amanda is a returning producer so thank you very much Amanda for jumping back on the train Um, long time uh, listener and producer Uh, let's see we want to thank new producer Matthew Thank you very much, Andrew, Amanda, and Matthew, coming in at patreon.com slash ccnt. Um, And then if we... We also have another Patreon account for our other show, but we'll give them producer shout-outs here as well. And that's patreon.com slash canarycryradio. Um, And as of the beginning of the show, there are no new producers, but let me just check now, see if anybody came through. And that answer is... Is no, so there we go. Thank you to our new producers on Patreon, Matthew, Amanda, and Andrew. Now, here's the thing, folks: a lot of people don't like Patreon, and that's okay. We get it. If you don't like Patreon, there's another place to become a producer, and that's at CanaryCryRadio.com/support. Canary Cry Radio. Thank you very much. Now, uh, Patreon, we've got PayPal opt. Sorry, not Patreon. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support has PayPal options. You can jump in for a monthly uh, producership or if commitment's not your thing, you can make a one time uh, producer support in any amount that you'd like these any amounts the the 33 uh support amount is still rolling and uh 33 right now is the only support amount which we will uh, uh we, which we will uh, share the amount of support at the time and guns who do we got coming in on paypal i think we got some 33s huh
0: we do before we get to him though uh First off, there's a Elon Muskrat Smells Bad or some 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 kind uh-huh. of name there in the chat. I was yep. very upset that we were talking smack about
1: him. Oh, so, uh, Elon. I know. We've got a lot of famous, uh, a lot of the people we talk about on the show have decided to follow us on Twitch uh, just to keep tabs <laughs> on what we're saying about them. Elon Musk is one of them. Jeff Bezos, RFID chips for oh, sale, of course. I think uh, uh, RIP Epstein, Lil Mossad. We've got uh, Bill and Melinda Gates follow us there. Uh, who else? Pretty much everybody. Zark Muckerberg. Um, oh, yeah. So if you're out there and you're one of the, uh, the elites that we talk about on the show, feel free to follow us on Twitch. You know, I think... I can't think of any that don't already follow us, but if you're out there, come come join the club. Keep it keep tabs on us. Right.
0: Okay, so uh, producers for the PayPal. We have Tristan coming in.
1: Tristan, thank you, thank you thank very you much. Tristan.
0: We also have Justin coming
1: in Justin. as a producer. Thanks, producer Justin.
0: And we have a new recurring supporter, William.
1: William, thank you very much coming for your generous, in hot William. Generous support.
0: Yes. Uh, and then we have our 33 and 33 adjacent
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, because it, it, people have gotten even more creative than just the 33. But we'll start with Charlene. I think Charlene's uh, uh, given to us before, but uh, producer Charlene coming in with $33. Thank you.
1: Charlene. Helping out in the 33... Uh, t- I don't want to say 33 Club because it's not 33 Club. Now, of course, everybody out there who's uh, thinking that we're Freemasons, Illuminati people trying to use 33. This was not our idea. This was an organic... Uh, movement by listeners to reclaim the number thirty three. Thirty three. Use it against the enemy and his elites. Yes.
0: Uh, we also have Christopher coming in at thirty three dollars and thirty three
1: cents. Oh, thank you, Christopher. Yeah, <laughs> creative creative.
0: Uh, but I, I don't know if anyone is going to top Teresa, Teresa, who, uh, who came in real, real big, real big. Teresa oh. coming in three hundred and thirty three dollars and thirty three cents holy smokes thank just, you uh, producer
1: Teresa. I yeah that a laser i beam think we that. can call i think we can call Teresa an associative uh executive producer there oh with, yeah with that amount yeah we haven't quite uh upped the levels of producership but um i i think we might need to think about that moving forward so just for the case of this we'll call you uh what an associative, associative executive ter, t- producer, <laughs> Teresa. Wow, I'm having a hard time speaking. Yeah, she really. <laughs> I'm so shocked. I'm so shocked by Teresa's generosity. Yeah. Um, but thank you, Teresa. She uh, Teresa has supported the show in the past and came in strong, probably She's... because of all of our technical difficulties and uh, everybody who's helping produce the show. Um, you are helping us fix these technical difficulties. We'll continue to upgrade Gonza's system. Uh, we've done some network testing. I think there's some hardware issues. Your computer is ten years old. Something close yeah, it's to getting, that, right? It's
0: getting close to that. Yeah, eight yeah. years. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's okay. Um, but uh, you know, something to mention. Uh, Teresa might be. Hopefully, she's keeping track of uh, how much she's uh, supporting the show with her producership yeah because she can um, I'm sure she's fairly close to damehood
1: yeah we might need to Teresa check your accounting you might be uh, you might be lined up to become a dame
0: yeah so uh, for those of you who don't know knights and dames uh, we do that as uh, just an appreciation and uh, to uh, show our you know our our thanks I don't know if it's appreciation
1: they earned it
0: Oh yeah. 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 Producers
1: who over the years or all at once, who knows who, uh, uh, support the show in the amount of $1,000 or more become a knight or a dame of the Canary cry round table, given a special seat at the show, um, for their, their generosity. And, you know, they're the types of people who we could not continue doing the show like we do if it weren't for them. So yeah, Teresa, you made a big jump there. Let's uh, check your accounting.
0: Yes, and um, I think that's it for the PayPal stuff. Uh, there's other ways you can support us. You can uh, send us crypto. We haven't had anybody really send us crypto in about a month here, but it's okay. Uh, Canarycryradio.com slash crypto to get all the info there. And uh, other way you can help produce the show is sending us art or jingles. Uh, we, we do want a, uh, another song, you know? I, I'm waiting for a, a been jingle a while. with... Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we had like a show-specific jingle, or a song even, to uh, play at the end of the show playlist. But uh, we do get plenty of art.
1: One art, please. <laughs>
0: and uh, no different today. First off, we, uh, we have all the regulars coming in with artwork again on this episode. Mr. Magoo coming in with uh, another compelling hand-drawn pencil.
1: Oh, yeah, this was, uh, uh, there was a lot going on in here, Mr. Magoo. I, I don't, I, it's
0: hard for me to wrap my mind around what is all happening here, but I think Elon Musk as a bus, uh, I, I, I don't know. Acne glue. <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's just a lot happening. There's a uh, lot
1: going on. Basil, I'm up in the corner there with what looks like a, a go-go gadget, uh, you know, inspector gadget-esque uh, belt helicopter that I'm flying in to save Gons. Gons, I think you're being kidnapped by Elon Musk in this. Is that uh, what's happening? Yeah, I okay. The that's horror. what's happening. And then Flippy is uh, fighting with a cat. So this is a real action sequence going on here, Mr. Magoo. Thank you very much. Uh, there's a, a lot of a lot of dialogue here. I'm not sure if we could make it through on the show, but make sure to check out uh, all the art on CanaryCryNewsTalk.com uh, along with the show notes. What, what else? What other art do we have? We
0: also have uh, art from Jay Vella,
1: Jay Vella, uh, returning
0: in. producer, and uh, this one is mandatory vax coming soon. Ah. And uh, kind of an eerie uh, people in line uh, to a stage where a, a masked hooded individual is uh, got yeah. a giant syringe,
1: a very uh, dystopian view at what the mandatory vaccinations are going to look like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Certainly and it's a, f- a story that uh, we didn't cover on this episode, but there's some stuff. There's a, a flying drone with a camera. Uh, mm-hmm. What else is there? Uh, somebody on a
1: table with uh, the uh, the the doctors, quote unquote, doctors giving the vaccinations are sort of spooky gas masks, clad, robed hooded figures. Yeah. Very scary. But, you know, that's what you get, man. Oh, somebody is even getting a neuralink in there. I think we've is got that that somebody is on the brain? a brain. Yeah, somebody on a table getting uh, getting an injection into their brain. So, yeah. thank you very much, Jay Vella, talented as always. Thank
0: you, Jay Vella, and of course, we got a couple from Ali. The first one here is uh, redraw for Gons, a full body, uh, a handsome dark horse <laughs> of me. And so thank you, Ali. It's, yes, uh, it's a beautiful the, it, horse
1: to be included in the collection of Basil and Gons as horses. Yes. So that, he's very talented at that horse drawing. Very good job. Yes. And uh, of course, uh, uh, Ali had one
0: more and this one was called uh, look it's burning and uh, you, there's some clouds. There's a helicopter and an airplane in the sky. I think there's, it's from the fires. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's you Basil holding uh, What's the caption here? It's okay, Paprika. You can go hide with Monty 3 and time in a minute. Maybe I'm saving a cat? I think, yeah, maybe you're saving a cat named Paprika.
1: Did I tell the story about uh, the the 747 I saw putting out a fire? No. Maybe this is the AI dogfight we're watching here. Oh, that's, yeah, could be. Might, might be that. Yeah. Okay. All right. But good stuff.
0: Always. As always,
1: Allie. Thank you very much, Allie. Gasoline bonds in the chat Mm, there. That's
0: right. And that's it. No jingles today coming in from anybody. A quick thank you to that night wind for continuing to uh, publish the uh, timestamps on the face like this on YouTube channel. I try to pin that comment. Uh, So if you're listening to this later and you want to skip around. Yeah. You can uh, go to those timestamps.
1: DD fifty nine in the Twitch chat uh referring to I believe Jay Vella's art saying that can be a part of the Denver airport murals. And oh, yeah. that's very true. It actually kind of fits in. Yeah, Jay Vella, you should hit up the Denver airport, see if they'll let you.
0: Maybe the artist for the Denver uh airport is uh is listening to the shit. Maybe that Ooh, is Jay Vella because Jay you know they Vela. took it down, right? All those all the art pieces and I did the hear Denver about airport. that, yeah. Yeah, too many people were uh, looking at it and decoding it. So they had to. <laughs> yeah. They, had to
1: they kind of played it into it for a while. It was kind of funny. They were doing some construction on the Denver airport. And you know, when they're doing construction in airports, there's like, uh, you know, they'll put up big plywood walls yeah. to uh, cover and they'll have signs that say, you know, excuse our dust or something. They had a bunch of uh, signs put up like, excuse our dust where. Building our, you know, apocalypse Illuminati. Yeah, it was like Illuminati (laughs) at work. Picture of a a lizard person in a hard hat. (laughs) You know, it's funny because it's
0: it's funny, but not because they uh they do have a plaque like a Freemasonic plaque that helped build the whole airport. So it's uh, they're playing into it, but also
1: yeah, hiding in plain sight. sight. There you go. Okay, are we good? Should we get back to the show here?
0: I think we're good. We got to fly through some of these stories, but yep, let's let's uh let's. Come back to life. Uh, wake, let's up. wake up. Come on, machine. Wake up. Wake up. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake
1: up. Okay, let's start out here. Very interesting story. Uh, thank you to everybody who sent it to us. It was floating around. Um, and we're coming from uh, my favorite here, news.yahoo.com. The article is titled, Woman Declared Dead Wakes Up in Funeral Home.
0: Before you go on here, I, mm-hmm. I I couldn't load that article on my computer for some reason, so I went with a different one. This is the ABC News.
1: Why don't you send me that cuz this is actually not loading for me either.
0: I think they that yeah, it was weird because they uh they it loaded and then it changed stories. Remember that I was telling you before mm-hmm. like, "Hey, what happened to the article? It changed." Yeah.
1: They Sorry to Yahoo, do to you don't get the points today. But uh here we go. We'll go from abcnews.go.com attorney Woman was in body bag two hours before found alive. An attorney for the family of a young woman found breathing at a Detroit funeral home after being declared dead said Tuesday the 20-year-old was in a body bag for some two hours before it was opened and she was discovered to be alive with her eyes open. Oh my gosh, this is terrifying. Jeffrey Feiger, who was hired by Tamisha Bouchamp's family, said she remains in critical condition at Sinai Grace Hospital in Detroit where she is on a respirator Uh oh, and her heart is beating on its own. Well, that's good. Quote, the doctors are unable to give a prognosis right now and have indicated that it's touch and go, Figer said during an online news conference. Figer said the family of the Southfield woman who was born with cerebral palsy uh, and has always needed constant medical care are shaken by the blunder that led to her being incorrectly declared dead. He read in a statement from Tamisha's mother, Erica uh, Lattimore, who said that, quote, on behalf of the family, we are devastated by what has happened we would like people to continue to pray for tamisha and keep her family in their prayers feiger said he's just begun investigating at the family's request what he called the negligence that led to tamisha being declared dead sunday morning at the family's suburban detroit home only to be discovered alive after she arrived at james h cole funeral home in detroit you're back i have resurrected <laughs> like 50 um, times. You know, I do want to say this actually Gonz cuz I saw some people in the chat getting it twisted. This problem is not with me. This disconnecting issue uh is on Gons' side. Yeah, Just I think to it's give you a little side. little peek behind the curtain. Um my Skype signal gets sent to Gonz and then Gonz's computer is the one that controls the streams out to everywhere else. So uh, uh Gonz's Computer A is working very hard, not, nothing against it. And also, he's got a lot of, lot of info going through the pipes. So we're looking to both upgrade his hardware and upgrade his network. That'll fix the problems. We're going to get there, folks. We're sorry. It's a, kind of a long process. All right. Where did you, you lose me here? Uh, you were in the middle of a paragraph somewhere. Okay, let me start here. Uh, he said he believes that after she was declared dead, police put Tamisha in a body bag at her family's home, and she was inside it breathing for about two and a half hours before she arrived at the funeral home. Feiger said she was found to be alive as she was about to be embalmed. "Quote: She was alive. Her eyes were open. And she was breathing. My recollection is that the embalmer was actually there and was the person who opened the body bag," he said. Tamisha receives three breathing treatments every day that are needed due to her medical condition, Feiger said. On Sunday, the family called 911 about 7.30 a.m. after her mother and brother became concerned after her first breathing treatment and noticed she was in distress. He said Tamisha had apparently suffered a seizure. Quote, it was at that time that the family noticed that her lips were pale and that she had some secretions around her mouth and that she was having difficulty breathing. And the family called Stephen, Tamisha's brother, uh, in and then they called 911, Figer said. He said police arrived within about 15 minutes and four paramedics also arrived at the family home. Figer said the medical responders were told of Tamisha's medical history, the medication she received and about her daily breathing treatments. Figer said Following life, live saving efforts, a little typo alert there, if you got it handy, Uh, following live saving efforts. What happened next remains, quote, very, very murky to the family and himself. But Tamisha was declared to be dead when she actually needed urgent medical care, quote, She needed medical treatment and needed transportation to a hospital, but got transportation to a funeral home, he said. Feiger said she was declared dead even though her godmother, who... He said, as a registered nurse, told the paramedics she had seen Tamisha breathing and she felt that she had a pulse. He said the paramedics dismissed the godmother's concerns, telling her drugs they had given Tamisha were causing those movements. Quote, the godmother felt that she saw chest movements and felt that she had a pulse. She told the paramedics and the paramedics told her that the movements were involuntary and were the result of the medication and they went, according to the family, a total of three times to Tamisha's room to look at her, She, uh, he said. After she was declared dead, he said an officer with Southfield Police gave the family his card, wrote on the back of it uh, the medical examiner's number, and told the family to provide that number to the funeral home when the funeral home staff came to pick up Tamisha. The funeral home was called at 9 a.m., and she was picked up at about 11.25 a.m., he said, only to be discovered alive about 20 minutes later at the funeral home. The city of Southfield said it's conducting an internal investigation, but insisted that the fire and police departments followed procedure. The Southfield Fire Department has acknowledged it was involved in Sunday's events and said Monday in a statement that the situation began with a medical crew was summoned to a home on a report that a 20-year-old woman was unresponsive. Paramedics tried to revive her for 30 minutes and consulted an emergency room doctor, the department said. The doctor, quote, pronounced the patient deceased based on medical information provided from the scene it said in Monday statement strange so a doctor over the phone pronounced her dead that's I'm not sure what the protocol is on that. Maybe we have some uh, emergency personnel in the chat who can fill us in. The department said it then informed the Oakland County Medical Examiner's Office of the death and the on-duty forensic pathologist released the body to the family. Battalion Chief Chris Smith said Wednesday that the fire department's chief would have an updated statement, but he is uncertain when that would be released. So there you go, Gons. Very interesting story. I mean, I'm glad. I mean, who knows? I'm sure there's some negative uh, ongoing effects of this situation, but uh, what a what a traumatic thing for the family.
0: Yeah, very traumatic. And again, I, I don't know what the protocols are, but uh, pretty hasty to declare her dead. And then, yeah, it's kind of a creepy situation. It'd be interesting to find out what you know she saw if she did
1: die yeah well that's the interesting part yeah i wonder if you know with these uh near death or or uh, temporary death situations there's always some very interesting stories to come out of it we actually did an entire episode on that didn't we Uh, We back on canary cry radio
0: yeah we we took i think two or three stories and we uh we we produced it and made a a very interesting and emotional uh, episode, uh, the NDE episode. I can't remember what number it was, but go look for that on Canary Cry Radio. It was, it was a lot of fun to make. I remember that.
1: Yeah, Spent I think I was very well one. done. Now, remember, for those who are new to the show, we're finding a lot of people uh, who are new finding our show. Uh, remember, this is Canary Cry News Talk, where we analyze and and uh, dig through the news for uh, what's going on in the world. But we also have another show called Canary Cry Radio, um, and uh, a lot of our listeners, you know, started with Canary Cry Radio. That's more of an interview type of show that really explores. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's a great way to get caught up to date with the sort of canary cry worldview. Um, so check it out. Search Canary Cry Radio. I know we've got a number of episodes on YouTube, but also any podcatcher, you'll you get the whole collection.
0: Yes. Uh, I don't know. There's not much to really say about that story. Yeah, other not than much more. Very weird.
1: <laughs> interesting and strange story. I'm sure somebody's uh, looks like somebody had a little oversight there. Um, but, uh, we, you know, so many people sent it to us. We thought we'd read it on the show.
0: Yep. So we got a couple COVID stories to wrap up this episode. This one here. COVID. This one from the star.com sweaty Gross's party gets first $2,000 COVID-19 fine as BC its British Columbia changes tack toward enforcement.
1: So, wow, what a uh, confusing headline. Yeah.
0: Let me, let me get into it here. Victoria, the air was thick with sweat, forming condensation on the windows, a rotating crowd of 40 to 60 people crammed into a one bedroom suite in downtown Victoria danced. Inasmuch as they had room to move to music played by a DJ, the door to the sixth floor condo building was popped open to let guests flow freely inside. Quote, It was sweaty gross, said Bowen uh, uh, Ahsoko, spokesperson for the Victoria Police Department, which broke up the event Friday night and levied British Columbia's first fine for private parties under the COVID-19 Related Measures Act. Quote, everything you would want, uh, not want to see at a COVID party was happening there. Mm. A police COVID went- <laughs> party, <laughs> a COVID party. I know everything's a COVID party. Now people <laughs> went back to the same unit in downtown Victoria on Saturday night where they arrested one 18 year old guest and issued more tickets. The weekend gathering and it's shut down by police marks a hard shift in BC's pandemic rules approach from the carrot to the stick since February, uh, provincial, uh, Yeah, Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry uh, has been steadfast that the best way to reduce risk of spreading COVID-19 was not by setting up rigid rules and enforcing them through fines, but by explaining the need for everyone to change their behaviors and getting them on board. Change your behavior, Basil. Mm. Quote, be kind, be calm, be safe, was and still is her most used catchphrase to summarize the strategy. They always have like a... A catchphrase so it's very dystopian but while it seemed to be enough to keep COVID-19 transmission at a minimum in BC through most of the summer an alarming trend of rising cases has been enough to convince uh, provincial officials to change tack the province reported 269 cases of the coronavirus new cases of the virus over the weekend and now has more active cases than it has at any point throughout the COVID-19 pandemic Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth uh, on Friday gave BC law enforcement the power to issue fines of $2,000 to organizers of parties and smaller fines of $200 to attendees of such events who don't follow officer orders. Other provinces, especially Quebec, Ontario, Nova Scotia, have been issuing fines since the early days of the coronavirus pandemic, resulting in millions of dollars worth of fines. The uptick in BC case. Uh, cases has largely been attributed to private parties and social gatherings involving alcohol, indoor scenarios in which people are involving likely to come involving clo- alcohol. <laughs> uh, indoor scenarios in which people are likely to come into close contact with one another. While Farnworth put it bluntly, "quote A party is not worth someone's life," and "quote Enough is enough." Henry said Monday the enforcement measures were "quote unfortunate but necessary." So the hammer has come down hard. Money can be, uh, you can be charged up to $2,000 for getting together, doing what humans do and socializing. uh, Even if it's a sweaty gross party.
1: One of these days, we're going to get real good at reconnecting without anybody even knowing that we've been disconnected. (laughs) Um, Yeah, sweaty gross party is right, guns. But yeah, you know, this is, uh, it sounded like this was a, I'm sorry, maybe you read it, but somebody mentioned that this was a protest party
0: specifically oh,
1: specifically to protest lockdown and mask orders and things like that so i'm sure the government was just giddy to slap the fine on this one but it sounds like did it mention how many people were at the party 40 to 60 40 to 60 okay so let's call it 50 um and let 2000 divided 2000 well, divided well, by no, 50 no
0: no 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 2000 charged to the organizer of the party 200 dollars charge to anyone who attended
1: oh an extra 200 to the attendees i was gonna say if you get enough people to show up at your uh your protest party you know two grand it's it's a small price to pay you know you just charge (laughs) like a 50 uh entrance fee or something what is that 20 kegs (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's byob and you gotta you gotta uh pitch in for the for the fine
0: yeah yeah but uh Yeah, either way, you know, this is always the authority using the situation to uh, extract money from the public. And Another the, the giddiness so. of
1: people, you know, I saw some posts, uh, you know, some normies posting about it, like serves them right. It's like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just, I'm glad this makes you so happy. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to find happy, <laughs> you know, joy in 2020, uh, with everything going on. But you know what, if people getting fined makes you all giddy, you know, I'm glad you're finding happiness in the fall, in the small things. Normies. Normies are happy. No uh, All right. Well, anything more, left for today's show? Yeah. One more
0: story here. COVID. This is kind of a, uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, I was looking for our jingle, the um, called it jingle, because we used to uh-huh. play that and yeah. I just couldn't find it. I might have to called make a new one. It. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and this comes... Uh, after we reported on Francis Collins, uh, who was basically being you know trotted out there as another guy to uh, support the whole vaccine and, and the whole issue here. But this is ChristianPost.com. 2,700 evangelicals warn against politicizing coronavirus, urge Christians to take vaccine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it says here a coalition of more than 2700 high profile evangelicals spanning the field of science and religion have signed onto a statement build a christian statement on science for pandemic times which warns against the politicization of the new coronavirus which how is that not political to have a, a stated a statement anyway, right. uh, which warns against the politicization of the new coronavirus and urges Christians to take appropriate action against it, including taking a vaccine when it's ready. Yeah. Quote, we are deeply concerned about the polarization and politicization of science in the public square. When so many lives are at stake, A word science has become a weapon in the culture wars. Science is truth. Scientists are vilified and their findings ignored. Yeah, the ones that are against the narrative. (laughs) Anyway, while conspiracy theories go viral, sadly, Christians seem just as susceptible to these trends. Thoughtful Christians may disagree on public policy in response to the coronavirus, but none of us should ignore clear scientific evidence. The statement published online by the nonprofit organization BioLogos says, that's an organization run by... Francis Collins, quote, we call on all Christians to follow the advice of public health experts and support scientists doing crucial biomedical research on COVID-19. Yeah. And it goes on. Well, talks this about, really uh,
1: isn't this really isn't surprising. Francis no. Collins being the uh, mentor and longtime friend of uh, Anthony Fauci. Fauci. Yep. Um, he was uh, I think he's uh, he has some Jesuit connections as well. But he's, you know,
0: that's uh, what we reported on a few episodes ago, right? A handful of episodes ago now that he was part of the Vatican Science something or other uh, organization there. Uh, I can't remember the exact name, but yeah, definitely a Vatican tie there. So, yes, no surprises here, but pulling the evangelicals in.
1: I do want to bring something up, and this is going to be unpopular, and people are going to get angry at me in the chat, and that's okay. But uh, the the one of the issues I see happening just in the rhetoric um, of the vaccine thing is, you know, there's a lot of conversations about, you know, Christians shouldn't take a vaccine because they're Christian. Um, and I kind of see that connected to uh, it's almost akin to the politicization of the vaccine now. Keep in mind, we are highly skeptical of the vaccine. Definitely not planning on, uh, you know, it's going to it's going to take a bit, going to take some serious measures to hold me down and get it, especially on the first round of things um, or probably ever. But yeah, the saying that it's either Christian or unchristian, I'm going to say it either way whether it's Christian or unchristian to get the vaccine is kind of a, it's a narrative, a narrative control mechanism. I mean, there's no explicit, you know, Jesus hates vaccines type of situation. Of course we can make a, you know, if we get long winded enough, we can connect uh, vaccines, whether for or against to, you know, the Bible and things like that. But I don't like how this whole vaccine thing is becoming a Christian or non-Christian issue. You know, this is uh, very yeah, well, very specifically a, a sort of uh, uh, control issue when it comes. That's what you know, the vaccine. Uh, debate is really about is a control liberty issue. I don't think there's any hard proof that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. Of course, there is some um, interesting uh, if not evidence, at least arguments towards that. But I don't like this whole, if you get the vaccine, you're not a Christian, or if you are a Christian, you don't get the vaccine type of comparison. I just don't think it's very helpful.
0: I think what you're trying to get at is it's not a well, at least right now, it's not a salvific issue.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, you're that's not the main saved thing. or yeah. not
0: saved because you take a vaccine or don't take a vaccine. Right. Um, and you know, again, the arguments on the other side that I can understand and I can relate to are, uh, again, looking into the whole mRNA thing and how the technology of trans—what was it called? I can't remember the uh, the exact term they use, but basically, it's the same methodology that they use for creating. Uh, GMOs, genetically modified food is the same type of tech that you're going to use for this vaccine. So I can see how people can sort of follow that logic to suggest, Hey, they're changing us genetically. And, uh, and then if you take on this idea that the mark of the beast has something to do with changing our DNA. Yeah. uh, And then
1: there's the science versus religion debate, right, right you know, again, you gotta be, there's a lot of subtlety and complexity in there. It's not necessarily science versus God. It's just, you know, there's, scientism. there's, a, lot, there's a lot more levels in there. Yeah. Um, the but, philosophy yeah.
0: of science being a major uh, component to this, because if you, if you look at the, a lot of what people who are, uh, who, who champion science, the Fauci types, you know, science is truth. We've right. pointed out how, you know, when, when Fauci says that, when he says science is truth, he's making a philosophical statement. It's not a scientific statement. There's no science that proves that science is truth. That's a completely philosophical statement. And uh, when when science becomes your religion, that's that's really yeah. what's kind of the debate here is sort of uh, who you trust. Yeah. In the uh, I, w- in, I will the authority.
1: Uh, I will hand it to scamp 70 makes a good point. It's unchristian due to the fact that it's derived that, well, they, uh, they say is derived from aborted human fetuses. Vaccines do include, uh, right, ingredients right, right. that are derived from aborted human fetuses. So yes, they're okay. I'll, 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 uh, I'll concede that point for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying though, because if somebody gets a vac, like, Were you vaccinated when you were born, like Uh, out of your control?
1: You know, dude, yes. Well, okay. so, yes, of course, the the schedule for vaccines, uh, look, uh, just not to get into the whole conversation about vaccines. But I think a lot of people can agree that the schedule of vaccines for children is uh, too aggressive and dangerous. Um, I've had to get vaccines even recent, recently to do some, uh, you know, missionary work overseas and stuff. You know, you can't even travel to uh, many places in Africa without getting updated vaccines. Ah, so I know ah, we've, we figured it out. You are already part of the beast system. I know I had to get my yellow <laughs> fever and all sorts of other stuff did not make me feel good. But, you know, that's what the price I had to pay for bringing the gospel to certain places. <laughs>
0: Next, vaccine now. Next, kangaroo legs. Genetically modified kangaroo legs. I know, legs. man.
1: It's a slippery slope. <laughs> slippery slope. All right. All right. I Sounds think good. That is
0: all we have for this episode. And uh, yeah, th- this the story here concerning the Christian Post is very much a, uh, a called it situation. It wasn't that hard to call. Uh, we knew that this was going to happen, but. Uh, definitely, you know, seeing Francis Collins, uh, you know, actually taking some action, rounding up all the, uh, church leaders that he can to push out this narrative to, yep. uh, urging Christians to take the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, not so and, much. And, and who knows,
1: you know, people are saying, I would have traveled without getting the vaccine. You just literally aren't allowed. They won't let you on the plane without getting the vaccines. Going We live, to, we
0: live in a new world order. Africa. Don't people realize? that's how they
1: got me. They said, oh, if you want to bring Jesus to people so much, then. Oh, see? See? It gets
0: cut off. I'll keep you warm and safe in my people's zoo. <laughs> I'm back. You're back. I, I, I did you know, it. Skype completely froze out. I don't know what's happening, but we should yep. wrap it up before you it's get dropped It's new again. computer
1: time, so let's uh, let's go ahead and end the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Remember, we need uh, we need some producers for next show. If you've been thinking about it, if it's been on your mind, if the Lord's been uh, putting it on your heart to support the show, become a producer and help it. Uh, continue. We can only continue with the help of our producers. So if uh, if you felt that tugging on you, if the Lord's speaking to you, please head over to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. Uh, you can sign up there, become a producer. Or if you don't like Patreon, head over to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canary Cry Radio. Dot com slash that's right okay you can head over there you can uh, join up with PayPal and cryptocurrency in all sorts of fun ways and we thank you so so much to all of our producers whether you're uh, uh, taking back the 33 or coming in at any number that uh, you know the Lord puts on your heart we thank you so so much and we'll be giving shout outs to the producers again on Friday. Remember, Friday, hopefully, will be a special show. We'll be uh, live streaming and commenting on the Neuralink. Uh, uh, I don't know, show that Elon Musk is going to be <laughs> monkey, putting on m-
0: monkey synapses, moving That's a mouse right. on a screen. Yeah. That's right. Let's if do you it. want,
1: if you want to hear our take on uh, the monkey cy- side, <laughs> the monkey cyborg, make sure to turn it, tune in on Friday. I believe the live stream of that is somewhere around three. Is that Pacific standard? Three, time?
0: three Pacific is the scheduled time for the broadcast. Okay. Of the Neuralink presentation. So, uh, so we we'll will probably right get
1: started started. started a little bit before three. Um, yeah. so make sure to tune in again wherever you listen to the show uh, remember we got TV slash canary cry radio also the Facebook and the YouTube all over the place wherever you uh, tune in make sure to do it uh, let's call it 2 or 2.30 on Friday <laughs> Pacific Standard Time and uh, you know if you want to become a very spe- we should do maybe do a special producer thing because it's a, you know it's a big day for the show it so is if you, yeah. you want to help produce the show on this very special day um, head to patreon.com slash ccnt or canarycryradio.com slash support we will still be doing some uh some art if art comes in jingles remember there's a lot of ways to help to produce the show if financially is not in the cards for you art jingles songs somebody needs to write another song for uh, know. You know canary cry stuff we might need to reach out to our previous musicians Um, but if you're out there and you're a musician person and want to write a song for the show uh, please do we have the Canary Cry mixtape that will come at the very end of the show so make sure you stay tuned for that you can also leave ratings and reviews especially on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts leaving a rating and a review is a great way to uh, help out the show we have no control over the algorithm. Uh, that share the show uh, with brand new people. It's a great way to help spread the show, spread the truth. And it costs you nothing but a couple minutes of letting uh, the internet know what you think of the show. So head to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review. We will be reading some of those on Friday's show, The Lord willing, and In the Creek Don't Rise. Um, am I uh, forgetting you know anything? Mom
0: mm. with a sword and shield said, be a producer. I like Ooh,
1: that. producer. I That's fun. I like that. I yeah, might, have to, okay. might have to jot that one down. Very good. Producer. Not a producer, okay. you're a producer. All okay. right. So there we go. Now, here's the thing another great way to uh, help the show out is simply to share it with your friends. You got friends, you got family who are waking up, realizing that the world is not what it seems. And, uh, you know, a great way to help them on that journey is just send them an episode of this show. You know, maybe this episode, maybe it'll speak to a topic that your friends or family are, uh, that they care about. And uh, we will help guide them down the, the narrow path of not being controlled, not having our puppet strings pulled by those who want to uh, exploit us. And that includes advertisers. So keep that in mind. Um, But if you want any more instructions, here's what you do. You walk right up to them, you grab them by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. (laughs) Never silence me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Leave a bird alone. Never you The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right, everybody. Just ask Noah. We'll see you back here on Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, again, somewhere around 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you then. Remember, help produce the show for Friday, and we'll see you with the uh, monkey moving uh, computer cursor. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> All right, everybody. Make sure to tune in next time to the next episode of Canary Cry News Talk. But until then, Remember to think outside the cage.
0: A monkey lace. <laughs>
1: Shake things up, shake things up. Leave the bird alone! I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I am the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. The never silence I'm me. the last angry man. A crusader, but a little guy. Little guy, little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. In the future, humans will be confined in a people zoo. I'll keep you safe and warm. In my people zoo. I'll keep you safe and warm now. In my people zoo. You get you in my people's zoo. I'll keep the cameras on.